Just a second, Dan. I'm just going to open my Belgian beer here. Ooh. There we go. Oh, how's it going? Hang on, let me just open my Corona beer here. Oh, it's flat. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Have you got a little lime wedge to stick in the top, making both a lime and a beer worse? <laughs> What's wrong with limes? I limes do actually like lime and beer. I don't know why I took that strong stance Look early in the episode. I, uh, so strong. Oh, you know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore if you don't like limes. This is lime erasure. <laughs> we didn't even make it to the last Fast and Furious. Oh, God. Wow. I honestly, it feels interminable at this point that there won't be one, and we're just going to be doing this forever. <laughs> this is an, an, an infinite franchise. I mean, this week, th yeah. three things we're going to talk about. Two okay. I thought were really good, and one I thought was really shit. And okay. they are, yeah. in no particular order, Okay. Picard, Fast and Furious 7, and your game. Oh, no. So, would oh, you... No. Uh... <laughs> Which is now released, tridently available on Switch and PC. It's, it is, and people should absolutely pick it up. There you go. Boom. How's that going for you? Well, it was going well until you just put some shade on it directly at the start of this podcast. That's not what I said. I said in no particular order. That's true. That's true. I have to assume that there's some comedic uh, brilliance there. Uh, no, it's going well. It's going well. Yeah, people are liking it. Um, which is honestly the most important thing, because... Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think yeah, no, it's there's been some there's been some awesome stuff. Like in terms of like the reviews and the uh, kind of fan chatter, it's looking really good. Yeah. So people are people are clicking with it, uh, which it, is good because I was terrified, absolutely terrified. <laughs> I'm very aware you were terrified. Well, we were testing we me to play the fucking thing. I did. I, I basically got you to play it just to make me feel better. Basically, that was my entire <laughs> my entire play there. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, I did. I did like it, which sucks. I really wanted to hate it. Oh, yeah, it would have been so funny. Such good content. Good. Look, at, yeah. look at the lovely content you could have really like. Just uh -huh. there's a bit where I gasped. I did something, and I gasped at the result of my action. <laughs> You're my... alone. There's a lot of memes about like how many people you can get hurt in this game. It's great. <laughs> um, I really yeah. fucking. I literally was like. <gasps> And then as soon as that came out of my mouth, I went, oh, for fuck's sake, Bithel. Like, it just, you'd got me. He's got me. Yeah. I'm so annoyed. Well, you oh, were, you were great. You, you, you played it and sent me abuse the entire time you were playing it, which is <laughs> exactly what I needed. It was, was it, uh, was it straight after the, sh after the last, straight last show after, we recorded? Yeah. yeah. Straight after, I downloaded it. I sent you the code and you, you, you played it and uh, you just sent me abuse for hours and hours as you were playing the game. It was great. That's exactly yeah. what I needed, though. You were you were you you really reassured me in that moment, which was great. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh... oh yeah, I was slagging Grish off at the start. You were uh... you got me psyched. You were like, oh, that's a big choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't take wrong. I have to stick with it. They're, all, like, great, got... they're all big choices, Dan. It's a really great choose-your-own kind of pathway liked, kind of yeah. situation. There's definitely player choice, which there... has a a, a result. Which usually yeah, we're lying as developers when we say that, but this yeah. time it's actually true. And yeah. that's, I think that's which been is... part of what surprised people, which is cool. Because people yeah, are playing like is... a couple of times through and getting very different situations. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've only played it the once. I'm letting the once simmer. I don't like to go I'm the straight same. back in. I'm the same. I'm like... I like to, I have my version of the story and I kind of tend to step yeah. away at that point. Yeah. Well, I do, I do go back and I do poke and play and see if I can push it. But I always feel like. When people criticize games where you can't, you know, where you, you make choices like, well, none of the choices matter. I'm like, yeah, but did they feel like they mattered at the time? That's actually the important bit. 
Mm. It's not that you've played it ten times and you've got the same result. Like if it felt like it could have gone anywhere, I kind of always feel like that's important. But you've done yeah. both. <laughs> well, you do, yeah. So there's like there's definitely choices which have like massive, like completely different you know, characters are going to make it to the end, and like different scenes happen and stuff like that. But then there are lots of like little choices that are kind of about flavor and about you know role play or whatever. So that kind of I think there's a balancing act. I think it's always oh, yeah. games are magic tricks, and you know you need to do some big awesome stuff but sometimes you do actually you know create a magic trick and kind of an illusion and kind of lead people down that way so it's it's cool no it's 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 been fun people th- people are digging in i think i don't want to get into spoilers right? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into spoilers <laughs> Let's not spoil can we just let people no, buy my spoilers. game before We're you ruin people... it on our podcast Dan? Right. Jeez. I, I just give just it like say... two more weeks or something i'll please. give it the time don't you you're worse worry. than the people posting all the images on twitter of this week's picard before i got to watch it Oh, I got it spoiled on fucking YouTube. I got every major plot point this week absolutely spoiled. Yeah, uh, ahead of time. Same. Yeah, yep. yep. just people putting YouTube thumbnails up because like episode nine got leaked or something. And yeah, just loads of screenshots everywhere. And I went, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> just so yeah, on YouTube. Just, so just... you don't want to talk about spoilers, but I don't want to talk about spoilers, right? <clears throat> yeah, but I will say here's how the game ends, right? Okay. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. We will do one where we kind of dig into the game a little more, where we. Sure. I think we'll do a bit more spoileriness, but that'll be later on down the line, right? Between now and then, please buy the game on Switch or Steam so you can join us for that episode. Carry on. It's yeah, it's irritatingly good. That's my box. That's quote. your review. Insufferably <laughs> fucking good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh you just, you just, you just. There's some bits where you go, ah, oh, you little like the trees, right? Mm. When you reveal the purpose of the trees, it's yeah. so neat. Thank I you. I was genuinely angry. <laughs> I was genuinely. It's like I was impressed. A couple of fans fully predicted what was up with the trees. Like there was a, there were some there were some people in the audience who totally figured it out, like just from like early screenshots, which is impressive. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but the internet's a crazy place where people will guess <laughs> everything, and so that's yeah. and some of it's gonna be right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So some of it's gonna be right, uh, <sighs> like the bug. But anyway, we'll get to them in a fucking cool it. Called it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be proud of that one for years. I nailed that one. I fucking nailed it. Carry we'll on. get to that. We'll get to that. Pod we'll get ranks. to that. It, part, sorry, I went for the more interesting choice and not the same fucking villain we've had in both previous seasons of this fucking no, show. No, no. They said in the episode they've not. They've not seen the board for ten years now. The board I've been seen for ten years. I'm like, okay, are we ignoring the first season with the big board cube and the Borg? And all the Borg that we saw. Or we, we enjoyed the are. second season, which we was about the are. Borg erasing time. And then all the Borg <laughs> coming along to fight a big battle after the Borg took over lots of our ships. The Borg. Which of those two didn't count? And it was Picard who said it. The Borg? I've not, he's just forgot, I think. He's I think, just... yeah. He, he, didn't watch, he didn't watch all the way through to the end of series two either, in fairness. Um... <laughs> I mean, from his acting, yeah, clocked out. The number of Trekkie ago. mates who I've had to, like, take to one side and say, it's okay, just watch the third series. Yeah, no, it's like... They, do, they feel like they've been <laughs> tricks. It, it feels like... You yeah. know you get those videos of, like, dogs that have been abused and someone's going over and be nice. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. dog's, like, not trusting, but sort of wants yeah, yeah, to yeah. eat the snack. It's like that, innit? That's, that's the vibe I get. It's exactly the same as that, Dan. I think that's the perfect metaphor. It's a, Ears down, tail mm. between the legs, but like sniffing at the tree. That's what it is. Yeah. The trust could be built up again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think so. I, th- I think mm. so. 
Um, yeah, you fucking... Anyway, go, go away. Fucking Picard. We'll get the Picard. We'll get the Picard and the fucking terrible Fast and Furious 7. There's the reveal of which one I didn't like this week. I mean, it's the weakest. It's the weakest one. Absolute poo-poo pancake. Yeah. It's my yeah. least favourite. We'll get to all that in a minute. It's up from here. That's the that's the low point from my perspective. That's my that's the one I don't watch it. Like I was watching it um earlier today and I was like, I don't remember this. And I think it's because I just always skip it on every rewatch. <laughs> it's also the one that had massive production problems because of uh Paul Walker's death, which we'll get to. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was horrifying. Um that was <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so before yeah. that, um, you you made a game, and I did want to met just briefly. So you, I do you read reviews? That's a good question. That's oh, here we question. go. I don't That's read your reviews. Questions. I re- I go to um, I I do, for my games. Yeah. Not really. Not at launch because at launch it's too raw. Like it's too. I don't. I don't need. I'll read like I'll see headlines. I'm obviously like marketing people will kind of show me like key quotes like basically i get the overall kind of hey this thing in the game is really popular this thing in the game is less popular you know i'll get like a report at that level but i don't read individual reviews no i think it's i think it's um you can go crazy doing that i made that mistake with uh when volume released volume was you know pretty good game that a lot of people liked but like i got really obsessed with like the negative (laughs) stuff on that one stop it Yeah, it's not my best. <laughs> I uh, well, no, I, I'm proud of it. And weirdly, Volume's the one that most people come up to me about now. I think Volume's one that for people it worked for, it really worked. But anyway, it's um. So yeah, no, I don't read the reviews, but I do kind of obviously I follow how it's all going, and you know, it has a, I mean, it has a real impact on how the game's going to do. You know, what the the kind of initial reaction is. So I do have to pay attention, but I try not to go too too specific with it because that's uh, that way lies madness. So, can I read some quotes from reviews? <laughs> uh, wow, I did not know we were doing this. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, sure. I will be. I might have to go into like diplomatic mode, or go, but go for it. Yeah, go on. I'm not going to say what where this review is from, right? But okay. this is your lowest rating review. Okay, uh, and I got an issue with it. I'm ambushed here. I will. I will. I promise. I won't have any issue with it because I'm a professional. But carry on, Dad. <laughs> All right. It's mm. two points. One I strongly disagree with. Yeah. And the other you'll I think find interesting, right? Okay. For a short, for such a short story with so few meaningful choices, as we've already discussed, that's literally not your thing. But it's fine. Okay. Uh, you can at least hope what you get is well written. Unfortunately, etc. 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 That's just mm. a sort of a point you get in a review. Here's the, the other bit. Yeah. With playthroughs lasting about an hour each. <laughs> Maybe they played a different game. Now that's not your game, Mike. No, I read that. I, I was like, have... that's interesting. It took me about four hours to get through the first time. Yeah, that's I was not really that's not I necessarily was... one I can, you know, <laughs> be diplomatic about. That's like just factually inaccurate, that second one. You can definitely think it's badly written, like fair play. Um, yeah, you'd be wrong, but like, <laughs> but, but you know, fair enough. Like that's totally valid. But yeah, yeah. it's it, the game is definitely more than an hour long. I can, I yeah. can, I can stand by that promise. That sounds like maybe someone just like skipped a lot. Of the they writing, were literally right. That's my writing. thought. That's my thought. They were like, click, 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 click. Yeah, this yeah. is bad. This writing that I'm not reading is terrible. Click, click, <laughs> click, click, click. 
Hey, fair enough. Like genuinely like fair enough. Like it's, it's, it's funny. I think people, I had it happen like a few months ago. I was, I was hanging out doing a thing and a, a guy came up to me and, and was like, he was kind of like sheepish. Like, and I was trying to work out what it was and eventually worked out, oh, he gave me a bad review at one point, like a really bad review. And we mm. talked about it a bit. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I think, and then he told me about it and, and I genuinely like, I just, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind the like 99% of bad reviews. It's like, fair enough. I don't like a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, the only it's... ones that, the only ones that bother me is when people like get personal, which has happened a couple of times where people have just been like, they've not said this game is bad. They've said Mike's a piece of shit. And that's, that's yeah. those are the ones where I'm like, oh no, well, that's actually you. You're just insulting me there. So I'm going to take that personally. But the rest of it, nah, I don't care. It's absolutely fine. I've got another one to write. This one's just my... <laughs> okay. Are these this all one... negative? Are these all negative? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are this we doing this, Dan? Because this is these are hilarious, and I just want to okay. I want you to be aware of some of the things. Oh god, um, Dan. The number of people who work so hard to make sure I never hit no, I'm joking. <laughs> this is someone's list in pros and cons, right? Cons okay. yeah. I hate hate the defrag game. And Fair then enough. they follow up with this legitimate line, right, that I just genuinely love. I've seen better mini games in porn games. <laughs> That's such a sentence. That's that such sentence. an incredible. I'll, I mean, I'll be. I'll admit, like I'm ignorant of the field, so that could be true. <laughs> yeah, that but it's be... does, it doesn't like, show I mean, the you, field you in a lot of light. I feel like you'd have. I mean, I've played a lot of the porn games, and Steam only <laughs> recommends me porn games now because <laughs> fucking hell. I thought it would be funny to make some YouTube VR videos. It's a very well-reversed <laughs> uh, position. God, yeah, yeah. Are they it's great? True. Maybe they're great. Are they great puzzles in those games? I've never seen a puzzle in one of these games. <laughs> Maybe there's a whole genre neither of us are aware of. I'm not going to discount <laughs> that as a position. Like, that's reasonable. If, if maybe there is. Maybe there are better But, I mean, they're still arguing that it's, like, low and stuff. I do, right, I do have a complaint about the defrag game, right? This one's from me, yeah? Okay. You've made, yeah. you've made like, Uno in a circle. I get it. You've done the whole matchy-matchy. Why is there no plus four? Why is there no plus four? Yeah, like in Uno, you get pick up four. I want to be able to pick up four. It's the best bit of Uno. You missed the pick oh, up I four. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like a, like yeah, a big... Yeah. I, no, yeah, fair play. Fair play. There's no big I'll pick up that. four. Right, I think it's because you don't want to make a stand, right? Because hmm. you're all... You know, we have to change the name of the podcast, Disney Fight, right? You don't want to say if... Because yeah. the rules of Uno state you can't put a, put a plus two on a plus two. I think you disagree with that. I have no but opinion you're, you're on that. Too scared too to say, see, you see? Too corporate America <laughs> to admit. No, I. It's. I, it's actually genuinely. It's not based on. You know, it's based on. There's a. I can't. There's a. There's. Is it waterfall solitaire? There's a specific kind of solitaire which is very oh, loosely based on. Billion fucking types yeah. of solitaire. You always. But, you always yeah. do so. You're like Zachtronic, aren't you? You're just always doing your little <laughs> interesting games and your solitaire mini games. What a prick! Yeah, I am. I am always trying to make interesting games. Yeah, no, but um, but then I also there was an article one one headline I did see which was like the defrag game is the main reason to play the game and it's like that's why I don't read it because you'll go crazy just like the number of different opinions on stuff. Yeah, um, you can't. It's just too many. You just literally can't take things away from it. But then again, as I've said before, people didn't like bullet trains, so honestly, fuck them, fuck all people. I actually <laughs> don't care about people anymore. That's Dan that, Stance. That's Dan that Stance. Was the is fuck all people on his show where he states his opinions about things. Uh, yeah. And following a career, stating opinions on things, Dan says, "Fuck people who say their their opinions on things." Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I? Can I? <laughs> you got another one. I got one more. I'll just give you the vibe of this one though. Um, okay. Someone complained that given the entire scope of Tron, yeah. it sucks that this game only decides to explore one building. And mm. I, that's like having an issue with the concept of the whole. That's how. The my issue is people don't understand what a criticism is. I. Yeah, I Mike, think, I think why I didn't it. you okay. make a My Little why Pony tie-in? Why didn't you make a completely different thing? Yeah. Why? What? You know, Die Hard. Wouldn't that have been funny if there was like eight Nakatomi plazas? I still, I still, I can still hear that and go, well, fair enough. Yeah, I can see why someone would want to would want to do more in that world. And fortunately. There will be opportunities to do more in this world. So there you go. Whoa! What's the, is this a reveal? No, it was revealed at two a.m. by uh, Disney <laughs> the day before the uh, launch of the game. Should it? Should it have been a reveal? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna tell this story because it is fun. Um, <laughs> so it's it wasn't a reveal. Like we basically from day one, like from day from the announce of the game, my Twitter profile has been like I'm working on Tron things. And my business yes. partner's had like games plural in his in his profile since then as well. And it's like it's always been there. It's always been something we've talked about with the press. Um and what happened was, so the night before the game came out, I couldn't sleep because obviously just stressed about it. Um about two AM, there's a blog post goes up on the D twenty three website, which is like the Disney fan blog. Um and uh it's an interview with a producer from Disney, uh, Heidi, who's awesome. And it's it's a it's a nice interview with her about kind of the game and about other things at the company and stuff like that, and just very positive and friendly and mentions offhandedly, you know. And we're doing more things in the Tron space and Biffle and blah 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 blah. Um, and it's just a nice a nice interview. I see that at two a.m. I'll be honest, skim it because me and Heidi have been doing press events now for quite some time. And I know all of her talking points. I, I, I see there's a cute picture at the top of the two of us on the ride, kind of looking like two people on a roller coaster. It's fun. So I retweet it, Dan, innocently. Innocent yeah. as you like. And I'm like, okay, it's 2 a.m. I need to go to bed. Oh, so I start getting ready for bed. Look at Twitter again. And Wario64 has, picked, <laughs> has, has now posted this as a news story of Disney announces more Tron from Biffle Games. And then it just blew up. And then it was just like everywhere. Um, yeah. which was which was awesome because it's it is good. It's it's you know, Disney like what we're doing and we're gonna be doing more of it. And that's 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 really positive. That's great for the team. Um but it was weird to have that like treated as like this massive news story when we've been saying it for quite a while. Um but yeah, it was still nice. And it it's it's a positive thing, you know. It it does show that they like the approach we've taken and that they see you know, value in doing more of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the approach you've taken, though, because it, it felt like... What does it feel like to have taken something like Tron <laughs> and, and, mm. and done and given it its best ever writing? Because, well, like, it's never really been a strong point of Tron. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like the writing of Tron, Dad, a lot. Didn't say, um, didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it's like, dude falls into a computer, innit? I, uh, I, I think... <laughs> I genuinely think, and this does sound, this definitely sounds like uh, corporate doublespeak. Here but we like, go, I'm excited for it. But I do, I do genuinely think we're just pulling on threads that are already there. 
I think that stuff's in the in the other movies and in the and in Uprising is full of really cool stuff that we not even scratch the surface of. Like there is all this cool stuff in Tron. And I think all we're doing is just kind of zooming in on it. I don't think it's 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 similar to me. It's the same as well. You know, that's probably arrogant to say it's the same as, but I like to think we're in the same kind of approach as um, like Andor, right? Where it's like it's all yeah. stuff you've seen in Star Wars before, but we're just gonna we're just gonna get a little bit closer to it. We're gonna have a look at it. Um, that's all we're doing. I feel like it's the you've you've understood what makes it Tron. It's like Picard series three. <laughs> Mm. That's what it is. You've seen, you've Solid got all segue. the bits. You think, yeah. You've seen all the bits and pieces and gone, actually, what about this way? Mm. What about it, it exists like this way? Because this is the the way I want to see it. And it is, it is a different way of seeing Tron, which I thought was, because I, I, I didn't know anything about it going in. Yeah. I knew you were making it. I knew there was more on the way. Um, and I knew that it was in Tron. Mm. And I had to physically fight you to get the information that was Tron out before you revealed it. <laughs> did I actually tell you? I can't remember if I told you You did. You, you did. It. I did. Yeah. We're good about friends. a minute before, but it's nice. You know, it's about a minute before. Know. It probably was, like, literally as I was about to go on stage at uh, yeah. Disneyland, yeah. But yes. still. Yeah. <laughs> Tron, smiley face. Ah! <laughs> I had money on it being the last Starfighter because of how you were teasing it to me. That's what I thought you were doing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But I didn't know it was, you know, I don't know. Um, but I thought it was a, it was a, I, I didn't know it was in the game. So, so playing it, it was definitely, uh, darker than I was expecting mm. in a lot of ways. Mm. Not just the not rampant, HDR enough. Not, I, I threw away my HDR monitor because I hate HDR. <laughs> um, I love however, that. I like the in people's eyes. It's amazing. I got the, the little, the little light that goes behind your monitor. Cause that does look I, I showed that. that to a couple of people on the team. Cause I was like, this is, this is how we need to demo this game. If yeah. we're ever at like an event, we need to put some of these strips around the back. Cause it does look, it made your whole room just look very Tron. It was great. It was so, every time you uh, solved a little puzzle and it pulsed orange, the orange pulse would just hit the bottom and it just, boom. it was beautiful. Oh, it's nice. It really cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah, it, it was darker than I was expecting, and it was also mm. uh, braver than I was expecting because I didn't know you'd done the whole single area one kind of mm. one mystery to unravel. I mean, it, it makes sense from sort of the from the scope of it, but like sure. I expected it to be sort of like city map and different people and that sort of thing. But it felt mm. very confined, very intense. Mm. Um, and uh, sorry, Uncle. Was, yeah, but how the fuck did Disney? You pitched that to Disney because, like, I don't, I can't think of another example of a Disney game. I, I, I might yeah. be digging into things here that you don't really uh, want to talk about. <laughs> this, is the, this is the dark magic of game design. But like, this, I can't think of a time Disney released like a smaller game mm. with a, a, a that kind with a of big IP. Feel. Yeah, yeah, with a big IP. Like that's a, and it's a, it is a, it's like a multi-million dollar fucking film it's a set of films yeah. it's an animated tv show it is it's got a fucking new ride like this isn't something they're just throwing out to a fucking to churn out a shit mobile game for this is something they are really it just feels very different to everything else they've done so how did it how how did, that, did how 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 in the ways that you're allowed to say yeah did you convince the mouse to make a good game that's again, the secret well so again like i, I do need to just like correct like there's really good Tron games. That's another thing that I've seen some articles that have been like, this is the best Tron game. I'm very flattered by that, but there's a lot of very good Tron games. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but I, I know there's a good Tron game. You mean the scale? You mean like it's how do you go It's the scale and the scope. Yeah. I can't think of a small Disney game. 
No. And I can't I, think of a small game based on a big IP, apart from John Wick Hex would be another example. Have you heard of that? <laughs> Those idiots. Yeah, that was terrible. Which, which was, um, it, was a, it was a great little game that people didn't understand and it made me livid. Um, because it was... It, it, no, it was great. I hate it, people. But again, one that people still this. come up to me and... I think people really remember the the more interesting swings we've taken. It's like genuinely like that's the stuff that people come up to me about. Anyway, the um to answer your question on this, it was because we pitched them we want to tell a Tron story in games. It wasn't like we here's a little game we want to make. It was this is like a version of the Tron universe that we can think of. And this is the first step into that world and that was that was it was more that so they weren't pitched like just here's a little game it was much more kind of we want to tell some stories and this is this is how we would step into that world um and that was that's so that's so if if it's like that's probably what's causing the thing you're talking about like why would they why would they go for something so small it's like it's that it's like this is this is just kind of us getting started you know um so i'm i i think that was the that was the idea. And then the other thing is, honestly, like we've as a studio just released a lot of games that are like well known for their storytelling. I'd say probably at this point, that's probably the thing we're most known for, right? Like I would think. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <clears throat> and Disney are. You don't do you jumping, know. you do you do thoughts and yeah. existential crises on a train and all that sort of shit, you know? Yeah. And I think, but I think that, I think they, I think they will, they were excited and interested by us trying to do that with their world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're storytellers, like, and then, again, like something they say a lot, but it's true is like, that's, that's always been kind of the core of the conversation is what story are we going to tell? Um, and we had and have, you know, story and stories we want to tell here. So it's, uh, it was kind of, that was the, that was the pitch. Um, and we want to tell, cause it's set, as far as I could tell, it's set further than we've ever seen before. Yeah in the tron universe we've got our own little kind of uh i guess it's kind of like a little mini multiverse isn't it it's like it's a it's its its, its own server it's sat on its own grid kind of separate to what you've seen before but that gives us a lot of room to play and kind of explore stuff and see how that goes and then as you find out in the story there's some interesting stuff going on on that grid um so yeah is some interesting stuff going on that grid that's an interesting grid it isn't well hopefully yeah it's, it's, I made a terrible mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My other question was, why is it so shit, Mike? Yeah, You're like, why ah, it a shit game that only lasts forty-five minutes. Um, <laughs> I tried to make my character do one action, and he decapitated six people. It was that's life, <laughs> in life. That's life on the grid. That is. That is. That is but that. I mean, that's what I love about Tron. Is it is like. It's a very weird blend of genres, and that's why. That's what I wanted. Why I wanted to work on it is because it is like. It's sci it's a sci-fi western almost. Yeah. A lot of gunslingers, a lot of um uh you know, brawls in the bars and stuff. Like it's a very interesting and then with this kind of gladiatorial aspect, it's just a very strange genre match. And that yeah. that's yeah, I want to play with that a bit. It's fun. So I have a writing question. I've got proper questions actually today. Because I've, I've I'm not just fuck I got nothing I, I had nothing to work on before. I even sent you a picture being like, uh, one of the characters isn't saying great question every time I ask a question. Can we fix that, please? Yeah. just want to point out that's still not being fixed. Um, well, what's funny is I, I opened that and I was kind of, 
I think he late. He sent it out quite late in the evening, and I was like, "Has he actually found a bug?" Oh no, he's being a prick. Okay, so like, <laughs> cool. I found cool. I found your uh, Easter egg. I found your little Easter egg. You did in so. moments. Yeah, I like that thing. Mm. That's fun. I found it before you told me about it. Mm. I, I, I had already discovered it. I was bored I, on a train. I was about to say it's got the energy of. Uh, of a decision you made and probably didn't tell a lot of people about. Uh, it's just oh, an for that. No, I mean, you, you definitely, I definitely had to tell people about every decision, but like, no, it was, um, that was, that was the train from London to Manchester. I was sat and I had nothing to do. So I just made that and then put it in my game. It's fun. <laughs> I'm not saying what it is. It's nope. just a, a full art new drawing of me. That's what it, it is. is. Just, it is. I was just very horny on that train. The two of us having a wonderful time. Like Titanic. Yeah. 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 I was going to go for the Tron poster, but sure, we'll go to a completely <laughs> different. You had a question about writing, Dad. I have a question about writing. So, yeah. one thing I noticed mm. in your game, Tron Identity, Good available game. now. Steam, Steam Switch. Switch and nowhere else? Just Steam and Switch? Yeah, just, Switch, just Steam I don't Switch. know. Whenever I say PC, I'm like, oh, don't say it's Epic exclusive. I know I know this one was on Steam. But like, when people Steam. go, it's... It's Epic exclusive, because for me, if someone says it's Epic exclusive, you know what I do. I boot up Epic and I buy it on Epic because that's where that game is. And I understand <laughs> the way they give money to developers is really uh-huh. cool because mm. they, like, you know, buy out loads of early copies and stuff, whatever, whatever. Um, but then people are like, ah, it's Epic. I guess I'm not going to play that then. And I just want to strangle people through the internet. Um, the more I've realized the more rage I have for people, the, yeah. the kinder and the more, like, happy videos I'm making. That's good. I'm just channeling it into positivity. Anyway, question, right question. Yes, sorry, I'm paying attention. So, (laughs) so. (laughs) Go on. You've got a cast of Mm. programs. Yes. It's uh, it's all programs, and they're all computery. That's true. In the ways that they talk. (laughs) You've understood the premise of of the franchise very well. Yes, I understood the premise. Good, that's good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, cool. So they're all computery, but also Uh Mm human-y. But it is a... It's a balancing act. Yes. I believe. Yes. And some, I interestingly, in this game, there are characters that shift more computery than people-y. Mm. And arguably, in one case, a lot further in the other direction. No spoilers. Mm. Um, you really need to play this game to understand this podcast. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I, a, I mean, it's God, a prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah, it's a prerequisite. This episode um, is, po- is sponsored. Uh is my it? Time I'm not getting paid. Well, my, my time is I'm being paid for by the sponsor on this one by uh, Tridency. Um, oh, shit. I'm not giving oh, you any shit. money. You've got your TikTok now. You're a star. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting collecting hot toys. Anyway, so my, my, my question is, like, it's, it's about character development. Right. Um, how early in the writing process do mm. you did you decide on how program versus human these characters are does it come up as an organic thing as you're writing them or is it something like this character has to absolutely be more like a difference is more programmy than other people is that like does it come apart from the like how do you come up with that tell me your writing process i how do you come up with your ideas mike how do you come up with your ideas Uh, i i i I asked the disney company for this um no i um my my writing process generally is very kind of like old school arguably kind of quite mechanical and very iterative mm-hmm. so i i will start and my team really enjoys these versions of the scripts to the point that now 
other people have kind of started building scripts in this way for us to just to get things started but like i will start by writing a script which is you know you go to ada ada is initially and it's literally the text playing in the game yeah. is ada isn't very helpful yeah go away query your options are go away or not you know and, and i write it in that way and just very kind of that version of the game you can finish in 10 minutes because it is literally just like the big broad strokes and then it's just about filling in those gaps and in terms yeah. of characterization for me it tends to just kind of intuitively come from the action so whatever the character's role is in the story whatever they're doing it starts to kind of guide the voice in a specific direction for me and then as i iterate through that voice becomes more specific as as yeah. i as i iterate and so like for example with ada you know she's uh doing a very specific job in this world and has kind of a very specific kind of ethos so as as i wrote that in it kind of you just kind of start to get a sense of how she would how she would behave and how she'd act and then usually kind of towards kind of the last 25 percent of the writing process i'll then go and do specific voice passes so i'll be like right this saturday i'm going through every grish line in the game and making sure that that's all consistent that all feels like the same voice Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll kind of I'll I'll polish that as it goes. So it doesn't come from that. My I'm much more led by action. So like what the characters are doing, what the player's doing is kind of the starting point, and then I work to define the character based on that, which is honestly more like an acting process than a writing process. I was gonna say, yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah like, I'm sitting here going, mm-hmm, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yes, that's uh, definitely wouldn't want to do that way around. That sounds. It's it. I think it's um. It might be because it's interactive. I think that might be why I take it that way. Is yeah. I think if I was writing a novel, I think I'd probably do it differently. But with a game, because games are about verbs, they're about what does the car- what does the player do, what does that what does that trigger in the world, like all of this kind of stuff. You do you kind of need that very mechanical Lego brick kind of way of building stuff. Yeah, and then you justify it. You figure out how you frame that. You set up the gags. I always I did I used to do a talk on um if ever I got invited to do a talk somewhere I just had this like twenty minute talk about Die Hard I used to do ironically <laughs> you brought it up earlier and just like how perfect that movie is structurally yeah. and kind of in terms of how it sets up its action beats but action movies are well written action movies are very much structured around what do the characters actually do and then let's work out backwards from that you know John Wick yeah. needs to be a badass. Okay, yeah. so like, I guess he's he's like a mercenary of some kind. Okay, but why does the audience like him? Well, he's he's retired now. He's he's happy. He's you know got a relationship and blah blah blah. Yeah, but like, so why is he killing people then? It's like, oh well, probably he wants revenge. Oh, they probably probably killed his wife. Well, that's a bit of a cliche. That's kind of weird. But 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 I like the idea of a dead wife. How can we kind of use that? Like, you just kind of iterate yeah. into kind of the the way you work your way through the story. And that's, yeah, that's, that's basically my process. Um, and the other thing for me is I'm terrible at coming up with the names. The names usually happen very late in the process. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> a I'll long who's... time. Actually, actually, Ada, weirdly, her name was like one of the last names because she had a different name. That I will tell you when we're not recording, which Ooh. became incredibly awkward based on world events. So we had to change Elon. that. Elon Musk. <laughs> it no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't that. You wouldn't guess. You wouldn't guess, but I will tell you. Trump. After. Was it J.K. Rowling? <laughs> it was J.K. Rowling, yeah. You, you, you figured it out. Um, 
but like yeah no it's um so there's, there's this been yeah it's just a process it's always just an iterative process i can't write well the first time it's um god was it an aaron so i think it's an aaron sorkin quote of like how disappointing people find him in real life because yeah. like his characters talk in that very spiccato kind of fast way um and he's like well yeah because i can spend 10 like i have hours, 10 runs yeah. at every line i yeah. can make everything really <laughs> really jump jump along and then they meet him and he's kind of a stumbly normal human being struggling to form a sentence you know like all of us yeah so yeah that's kind of how i do it almost exactly opposite to me that's a good sign so you start from character you start from like i'm going to define the kind of the emotional uh, i'm going to define like the reality of who this character is and then work out the story that would happen around that character i basically come up with a scenario so I, I always come up with the ending first. That's always my start point. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's like a, the ending I'm going towards? Because I hate disappointing endings. So I always start with the ending. That's interesting. And okay. then I go, who would suffer the most to get to this ending? What are they like? <laughs> yeah. And then I go, okay, I've got this kind of build of a character. If I now go back, when does their story start being interesting? Okay, that's the start of the story. Okay. And then act two, I just fucking guess. <laughs> act really two is just a bunch of fun that. shit for the trailer. That's all Act Two is. Basically, just, like, yes. yeah, everyone's like fighting. Fun games, yeah, punching, <laughs> don't know, kicking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I kind true. of, I, I reverse engineer everything that I do. That's interesting. I actually, the, the, so the paradox paradox. It started with a single scene. I, I had this idea of a scene. Yeah. Um, which was actually, I'll tell it to you because it's not in the book. Um, but this was the scene that came from it was it was because I read a, a thing because I, I, I literally I went, OK, I want to do a sci fi novel. I don't know what I want to do. Um, if I do it very, very come up with a very vague idea very quickly, I can have mm. a chapter of it at the end of my book. And if it, that chapter isn't in the book, it means that it's just it's a nice tease. I love getting the you know, like yeah. the old Goosebumps book. I love having that chapter. Yeah. And I was like, I, I needed to think. And I was just I was just taking on as much as I could, reading shit on the internet, watching crap TVs. And I saw a, like a Reddit post. It was like, if you could go back and tell your eight-year-old self something, what would it be? And I went, okay, what if you are an eight-year-old and your future self comes and talks to you mm. and they break down in tears and apologize for how much they fucked everything up <laughs> and how fucking ruined everything is? interesting yeah and that was the start point of this book and that scene is not in the book it never bits of it, it just not even fit in the it. context of where the didn't story fit. ended up leading yeah you, or... you follow the story yeah like I, i've got i've had this like um uh i i, I chase ideas basically i chase them down to the mm. normal thing like sometimes i'll be writing something i'll go why am i writing this as a book this is a tv show this needs mm. to be a script or, or like, why am I making this as a game? It's a board game, you know. There's, there's, yeah. it, it should, it's all these. You just got to follow. It. And I followed this, this idea, and uh, bits got bottled onto it. And eventually, the weakest part was the start part. So I just fry out the airlock. Yeah, it carry sounds, on. It sounds, it sounds way more organic than what I do. Mine's much more methodical, mechanical. Of like, okay, I got three acts, and yeah. I know vaguely I want to end up. It's similar to you in that I know where I want to go, and what the ending is. I, but it's very much like. I'm I'm sticking post-its to a wall. I'm working on my character arcs. I'll work on the character arcs before I necessarily even define what the character is, and I'm going to work out what those arcs do to the character. So I, you, I think it's, as with the most writing things, and this is why basically like anyone who wants to start writing, just buy one of those, one or two of those books about how to write and then just read them and yeah. forget the bits that aren't important to you because basically 
me and you are probably doing all the same decisions. We're, we're making all the same choices. We're thinking through all of this. We might be doing it in slightly different order, but we're yeah. still, it's just about getting you to think. It's not just this happened and this happened and this happened. It's anything you can do to kind of force a greater sense of like a bigger picture on that and kind of figuring out like your way through it. And then, and then for me, like, I also think very thematically, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, that's a cool philosophical question or that's a, in this case, that's a, that's a one line in Tron that I always thought was really interesting and hinted at something fascinating. I'm going to try and pull on that thread and play with it. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't do theme until like the second draft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, no, you know what? I'm kind of, I think that's true of me as well. Or I'll change theme. I'll, I need a theme to kind of get me rolling, but like I'll definitely kind of, I'll realize, oh no, I'm writing about this. <clears throat> I thought I was making a story about this thing and then I'll kind of course correct and realize actually now I'm doing something completely different. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just about thinking, isn't it? It is. I mean, so, uh, yeah, because I, I, I do, I do, I do, uh, a draft where it's just like notes of this happens, this happens, like you do. This happens, yeah, this, yeah. this, 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 this. And that is like 30 pages is a novel. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, let's expand it. And then I expand it. But that expanded version, like the time between let's expand this and the expanded draft being done is years. I found out. Oh, because okay. Because it, it just can't, I just do it because I'm building off of old ideas, especially if you're doing something with time travel. I'm building mm. off of the old ideas, and if I change anything, things have to shift around. So it has to be. I did. This, I was writing a, a script with someone, and, and I was like, "Can we just go back and change that?" Like, "Oh, well, can we do that in another draft?" I'm like, "Well, if we do it now, we're building off of a stronger foundation." And we did mm. it, and the guy, and he was like, "Oh, that kind of worked. I see why you do it that way now." And I'm like, "Yeah." So yeah. when I'm finished draft one, I can send draft one to the publishers. So like, draft one sounds like it's really polished, like like already, like obviously there's more yeah. to do, but it gets. Yeah, I'm I'm very much like no, my first drafts are shite, and my first drafts are like literally fill the page with whatever. Yeah, um, not, I would I never can't. share the first draft. I think in terms of like to use identity, I think I was like on to the fourth or fifth draft before I started sharing it with Disney. I think <laughs> I was like a ways through, but my drafts, I like I said, I just work very quickly and just put in mess basically, and then try and clean up. Um, but yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think before I showed it to anyone at Disney, I was maybe three, maybe draft three, something like that. Like, because yeah, the, the first draft would not have been, <laughs> it would not have been approved. <laughs> I see. I'm doing uh, draft two now. I'm going, going through Act Two in draft two, yeah. and when that's done, like for me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to send that to them and see what they say. Hmm. Which is uh, it's yeah. Some people don't like that. But then they don't. It's a it's a scary method I found. But it's the only way my brain can work because I basically work it all out yeah. in my head. Like I did the whole whiteboard with notepads on, but that was just to try and get Act Two working. Yeah. Because I struggle with Act Two when it's all the fun and games. I'm like, but fun. I don't want the fun and games. I want the episodes with the Doctor and the Master running around at the end. You know, they're the fun ones. <laughs> yeah. So what? So I got to get the fun stuff in there. So I'm like, okay, what? What am I setting up? Break down the last chapter into bits separate yeah. those bits off what are we doing what are we doing with characters yeah and that's the bit that i need to plan out but everything else is just rattling around in my head until i get it down on paper yeah and that's scary for some people i found i think as well <laughs> one thing i think one thing that helps with game because i've not done i've not written a novel i've not written a screenplay i i 
I I write our trailers as screenplays, but like obviously they're trailers, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but like like a game though, there is the added benefit of there's the game bit. So if I'm stuck yeah. on the writing, if some if I can't figure something out, I'll just go and work on the game bit for a week. And usually yeah. the second I stop thinking about the writing, that's when obviously the the solution will come fully formed, or the game will lead to a writing thing. And that's the that's the great thing about working with a team is it'll often be someone from the team will just say something. Like, there is a massive, a massive element of the story of the next thing that's just a a ten minute conversation I happen to have with someone on my team about something. And it's yeah. those kind of those moments or something that's like in the game. And it's like, Mike, we have to justify why this is in the game. Um oh shit. Why the hell is that in the game? And you'll kind of work <laughs> back from there. Um yeah. so there's kind of this it's uh, it's not a blank page with games writing. It's a yeah. messy bunch of doodles, and you've got to kind of make them look like a intentional planned piece of art. Um, yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as as soon as I get that first plan down, for me it's not a blank page, and I can just keep going at it. Yeah, because I, I know it works. At that point, I know it works. I see. I, I don't know, know what's going through the thing. Point. I don't know what. Yeah, see, that's I might because be game design because we got to do something completely different on the game design side. Yeah. Yeah, game design's a, it's a it's a fiddly fuck. Because it's it's <laughs> it a lot a more cuz me I've got right I'm going to I'm going to open up my book, right? This is magic this is. Okay, that is everything. I could send that off. Everything I just hmm. opened there, that is it. Yeah. That is the 554 pages, uh, 147,729 word version of my book. Yeah. And it's just that, and that's it. Whereas you're, you're fucking, you change one thing, and six other people are going, uh, Mike. Yeah. You've described their eyes as green in this scene. We've painted them red. Also, they don't have eyes. Uh, it happens at this point in the game because the player might have made a decision to gouge their eyes out with a spoon. It happens, and especially with interactive fiction, you can miss it. I remember, so in Identity, one of the locations is the vault, and a very early version of that vault room was a completely different color. And it was only quite embarrassingly late in the day that we remember someone was playing it and realized, oh, Mike's referring to completely different color for this room than it actually is. Um, <laughs> so I had to kind of go back and change all that. And then, of course, the other, and then there's all the technical implementation of that. And like, you know, so I write in ink, which is like, you know, it's markup text. But like, I, if I do a hyphen in the wrong place, I can break the entire game. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, localization, you know. I don't know how yeah. many languages identities in, but it's a lot. Do you just frisbee that off to other people? Like, please make this in this. No, I can speak all languages, um, so I That's do it myself. Not what I meant you fucking prick. But you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we outsource, obviously. I to... know you've got yeah. someone on your team who can do that. that. That must be interesting as well, frisbeeing that off and getting it back because you're like, oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. It's well, we obviously you, you kind of so there's the, I mean, we can get very nitty gritty, but there's a process called lock QA, which is basically like QA for localization. Which, if you're doing like a professional localization rather than like relying on the fans to do it, then you know, you want to you want to test for tone, um, things like things like, um, uh, like uh, some languages have like uh the sense of like respect like there's there's a way you would talk to your friend versus a family member yeah. versus a stranger uh gender is an interesting one across all languages um getting that right you, you've got you've got a character without gender i believe in the in the uh non-binary character yeah yeah um, that's what i meant so that was i see they it's the na option i mean my wife is yeah, yeah, yeah but you know yeah. i like to say NA. yeah, yeah, yeah. NA, can't make you mind up 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> get, get annoyed when I say other, that but, is, you know. This is this is this is entirely uh, Dan out on his own um, in this moment. Oh, this is fine. Um, Everyone knows I'm all right, probably. We all do. We all do. Um, but yeah, no, um, fine. So, but yeah, no, having like having a non-binary character in there, like yeah, that's that's there are language challenges uh, with working that yeah. through. I will say most languages have caught up with that now, obviously because. Uh, you know, just general levels of acceptance around the world, yeah. but it's still, you know, it's still a thing. So, so stuff like that. So, it's just there's, there's just lots of those tweaks. So, you actually have to finish writing the game well before actually the game is done. You know, yeah, um, obviously, and then uh, way earlier for some things. Like if you're doing voiceover, say, you yeah. know, I I think I finished the John Wick script literally like the day before we started doing voiceover recording but after that obviously i can't change the script because i've got i can't yeah. get lance reddick and ian mcshane to re-record their lines uh at that point so yeah it's a it's a tough one so what you're saying is i should stick the novels all right thanks mike uh yeah, it's, all novels, I want to know. it's easier player can't yeah. make any choices I mean, I don't put meaningful uh, choices oh, into my wow. games, obviously, so that's easier, but, you know. I've still... always wanted to do a Goosebumps <clears throat> Choose Your Own Spooky Times, what they were called. I would have said Choose Your Own Adventure, but that's like a copyrighted thing. You so definitely would no, no, you never say Choose Your Own Adventure, because I'll get you It's to. super um, copyrighted, isn't it? That's it why is. It's interactive fiction. But yeah, the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Scare, or whatever they were called, is what I always go to, because mm. uh, R.L. Stein don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I really enjoy it. Doesn't give a shit. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I do. I will say that. I will say. I think there is. It's a surprisingly underpopulated genre, like yes. visual novelly, like text-based dialogue conversation games. Yeah, is a very interesting niche because it's kind of. <laughs> well, if you look at like, like there's there's websites where you can see like the the hundred best-selling visual novels on Steam, right? And they're all like anime avatars. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fu. I meant to say Wi-Fi, Wi-Fu. Yeah, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fu. I love that one. That's actually the that's actually the name of our next Tron game. But like, no, there's um. But then you know, it's great, right? It's a very, it's a very like. I'm surprised, given that we've done pretty well in that space. I'm surprised there aren't. I guess more games playing with those kind of ideas in more diverse genres and more, more, uh, more stuff. I mean, I, I, like, I, I think a little horror, horror goosebumpsy kind of version of that idea would be awesome. I'd play that. Yeah. yeah. Or read it if I did it in book form. See? <laughs> there you go. Because you can do it, you just turn the page and then you cheat by keeping your thumb on the previous page to make sure you Well, what's kill. fun is there's a Tron one of those that I've got, which oh, is really shit, fun. I don't know that. Yeah, oh, there's a, that's like so a fun. Tron turn to page seven if you jump on the light cycle yeah which i love because i'm right obviously weirdly it's one of the best ways to like check facts because obviously there's yeah. there are like bibles and things you can check but like having like the junior novelization of tron legacy is so useful because you can go is light cycle two words or one word i just gotta pull it off the shelf and double check hyphenated what the fuck <laughs> it's two by the way is it? I would have said it was one. Ah, oh, see, this is why I don't do games with Disney. <laughs> it's it. There have been variations in that over the years, in fairness, but um, yeah, but yeah. I we had the fucking biggest fucking argument on my fucking book. Is video games two words or one? Oh, that's been. I mean, that's been boring people on Twitter arguing about that for like fifteen years at this point. Yeah, but when you're about to put it on the fucking front of a book, you kind of need to make a 
make a decision. I think we went for two in the end, but I think we, I went for two because like I'm gonna look. I've got it on the shelf in front of me. I'm gonna pull it. Off, pull your book off the shelf and look. Oh Where shit. Did I put it behind another more interesting book? Where is it? Uh, all right, fucking hell. Well, let me, let me look at my shelves for my copy of fucking Tron Identity. Oh, it's digital only, is it? It's with I would your, love with a your... physical release. We'll see if we ever get to do one of those. Um, no, I can't see your book, but yes. Oh. Wow. I think it was thanks. two. It would have been two. I feel like that's the style guide. I, I, I think question. it went two because it was like the official like press way of talking. Like yeah, I think that's the New York about it. It's like New York Times. But style they said guide it's way, one. They said it's one. Oh, really? And that made me go two, because I think I quote them... <laughs> you don't play by they... their rules. Oh, well, no, because they don't know anything about video games, so why would I listen to them? Yeah. <laughs> That's my thought. Because, <laughs> like, they literally... I mean, I got a quote from somewhere in it where it's like, will the, the, the new Wii U controller for the Wii help the dying Wii brand or whatever? And I, that was, like, a year after the Wii U was revealed, because Nintendo bungled it so bad. For a year, the mainstream press thought the Wii U was they just an extension to the Wii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they kept, the, I mean, the initial trailer says new controller, new controller, new controller, new controller, but doesn't ever say new console. Mm. Bad trailer. Ooh, bad trailer. Can we slag Nintendo off? I mean, that's a, for the, all mistakes. Over that, over that. You mean Nintendo, stuff. who, which is the Switch, which is a great platform to play Tron Identity of, uh, which it's come first I, to. I no, definitely yeah. think it is a good platform because you just want to, because you've got, I, I noticed. You can make the UI bigger, which mm -hmm. is something that I fucking hate when you can't do in games because I'm old and my eyesight doesn't work. Yeah. I'm trying to play fucking God of War on my telly and I'm like, I can't see. Why can't I see? It's honestly, it's something we started doing because we, I mean, we did, did we did get dinged on that. I can't remember which of our games it was. We had one of our games that was the text was too small. So we, yeah. we learned by being told off, which is, you know. Learning. A good way of learning, <laughs> basically. Yeah, uh... <laughs> it's good though. I, I'm annoyed how good it is. You should, if you listen to this, you should probably pick it out. It is not as both, boring. Both as this of the people listening to this should uh, should pick this, put the pick the game up. I, I we were talking for about an hour, so you could have finished it by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great, right? If like I was going to say, yeah. if, if the mainstream gaming press ever get a hold of this conversation, you know what the headline's going to be? Something Trump about legacy. You Tron Legacy features non-binary character. The Tron Identity or whatever the fuck. I'll play Tron Legacy, fuck it. Tron 2.0 features non-binary character. People I people do people did like that that's in there though. I am I'm, I'm proud that we've got that in the game. I mean, so, oh yeah, no, I've got I got non-binary trans, but I'm, I'm all over the shop. I'm like, fuck it. I tried yeah. to go for neo pronouns, I couldn't get it to work. Neo pronouns. It, that's a yeah. that's a new term ne to me. What's a neo pronoun? Oh shit! So some people don't use like uh, you know. Uh, oh, is this like the like like, like yeah? That's, that's the that's yeah. like the collective word for that, is it? Yeah, neo pronouns. Oh, okay. They've, been, they've yeah. been going around for quite a long time, and I figured, well, in the future, somebody will have them. But it, it just I couldn't translate it to the text. In fact, getting a non-binary character in the text is difficult because when I've got a non-binary character uh, who is doing stuff with a group of other characters, and yeah. I say they. Yeah. I'm like, ah, there's an issue here. And I've I, I've picked a name with four syllables for this character. Uh, so I don't want to just be banging their name out all the time. So it's a, it's an interesting... That's probably where you went wrong. I, I would suggest four letters in a one-syllable name would be a great solution to that problem. Well, um, my main character is always... Same. My main character is always single-syllable, only a few letters. It's always the same. 
yeah. It's all I've ever done. Anytime I write something, it's it's a bigger name that's always shrunk down to a single syllable. In this case, well, I say Kez. Kez is the main character, but also isn't. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. How's it spelled? Is it with a Z? K-E-Z, yeah. Oh, it's my girlfriend's name. <gasps> I know, I stole it. I didn't steal you stole it. stole my girlfriend's I'm bad name. At names. I actually, it's a name that I've had since... Name. It's a name I, uh, I've had... Because like, like you were saying, are you bad at names? I'm very bad at names. Yeah. Um, to the point where I steal them mercilessly from things. But <clears> Kez <throat> is a name that I've had since I was writing like uh, uh, books when I was a kid. as like this space adventure lady that I had. So Kez I can't think got, where you got um, the idea for that. Were you a kid in like the, the late 90s? Uh, um, I was, but I saw Kess in Voyager and got excited that she had my name that I'd invented. Ah, uh, you came up with so it first. I, I, had, I also came up with this fucking Stargate Atlantis first, but that's a different fucking story. Well, I like, I like that's one of the things I like about <laughs> Tron is the names in Tron are brilliant. And yes. like getting into like the DNA of how you come up with a good Tron name was genuinely fun. And I'm I'm yeah. actually quite good at it now. I can come up with good Tron names Go on, relatively quickly. Huh? Go on then. Give me a character. Uh it is a fat man mm. who thinks he is running a section of organized crime, but he's actually got a virtual reality headset stuck on his head. I would Inside say Tron. like I would go for like dirge, D-I-R-G-E, dirge. Dirge. Right, that sounds. Like it. He's. It's like a. It's like a slightly heavier name. It's yeah. got kind of a negative connotation. It's non-standard. Yeah, I go for a dirge. Or the thing with Tron as well is the names are often references to like programming languages or computer pioneers. So you've got kind of yeah. that. So that that you need Google in order to get to those names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. There's one name I've got for the next thing which I'm incredibly proud of and I'm going to tell you after we finish recording because it's oh, I'm that right. smug about it. Um, as long as it's not Eureka Shine, that's my one. I've come up with that. <laughs> that took a long time. That was my, what would Russell T. Davis name a character? Because I love, Russell T. Davis' Doctor Who features a really weird, a really weird way of naming things and naming people. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's quite celebratory in names and there's just like things that shouldn't be there. In places mm-hmm. like if they're saying the date, it'll have the word apple in it or something, and you're like, This doesn't make sense, but I like it, yeah. Um, and so yeah, Eureka Shine came back when I was like, What is the like a, a really Russell T. Davis name for my big hero character? He imagines like a very human future, I think. His sci fi is very yeah. that's why that's that's how you get to, like River Song or like say putting an apple in the date, like, yeah, it feels the instinct when you're doing sci fi is to make things sound very technical or futuristic. Yeah, I think he's very good at doing, yeah, human. I got see. I I also like Toast of London, where mm. everyone's got like normal first name and then just a word that isn't a surname for their surname. I mean, he's yeah. Stephen Toast, is mm-hmm. like the start one. But then you've got like Kenneth Frangipan or something, or you know, <laughs> Desmond I mean, Staircase. It's just that's great. how names work. That's what names yeah. are. It's such a delight. Are. And so I think and your name is Dan well. Hardcastle. That's true. Like, like as opposed to the soft castle down the road, right? Like that's yeah. a really good meaty English that? surname. I like that. Yeah. Do you is, know anything this... about the origin of that? Is it like is it like the Yeah, was, there was uh... this guy who sung songs like nineteen, uh, and that was uh 
Nah, it's a, we used to, I used to make castles, and now all I do is play Age of Empires all day, so nothing ever changes. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. All that normative, the dominative, normative, 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 denominative, nominative determinism, I think is the word you which which I've done in reverse. Because my Nominative surname is Bithel, which is Bithel, which is like a like a Welsh surname, but obviously I've made my life about doing a hell of a lot of things with some bits. Wow! Look at this. It's like look at that. It, if you're listening to this, it's like poetry you rhymes. Out, didn't rhyme. You should. Uh... <laughs> Actually, I've got to tell you what. One more character name. I've got uh, a character named after somebody who tried to be the, the labor leader. Because I have a really kind of pathetic nothing y character. And I needed like a really <laughs> bland, uninspiring name. And there like was. Keir uh, no, it wasn't Keir Starmer. It was when they were doing the leadership election and someone put their name forward and their name was like Clive. No. And it just, there was a banner behind them that said, Vote for Clive. And the Vote for Clive <laughs> banner was the least inspiring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I was like, hmm. Clive. Clive. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's kind of like naming things, uh, but all my all my like um, aliens have very normal names. Although well, human characters, approach. all my human characters thing. have silly names, and they're all sort of you got Eureka yeah. shines and your Kez, and then I've got like a you know a technical well not technical but like a metallic alien in a robot suit. Not explaining why, just yeah, Morag, just Morag. That's fun. That's just Morag. Yeah. That's Morag over there. I got, I got a, 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 a strip of lightning energy thing, like a sentient bolt of lightning that does all the exotic technologies in the starships and stuff. His name's Malcolm. All right, Douglas Adams. <laughs> all right. My first, which, of us my, will, my... which of us will successfully cash in our childhood love of Douglas Adams first, do you think? Oh, We've both, we both been trying for a long time. What's Wonderful. really weird is the the amount of people who go, oh, your writing reminds me of Terry Pratchett. I'm like, cool, I've never read any Terry Pratchett. Like, I got, Terry I've, Pratchett? I've read like you half of the first Terry Pratchett. Book. Oh no, I've got I got a collection of them, but but I didn't want to start, because if my writing style is like that, I don't want to start emulating it. So I'm like, I'll wait till I finish the yeah. book and then I'll start writing it. So I've got like the first- well, It's not like, just that your writing style is like it, it's that your entire approach to thought and communication is very like it. Like you sound uh, like a Terry Pratchett character, and I mean that in a, in a complimentary way. But like, <laughs> it's very—I can see why people say that. That 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 fits. Cool. I'm excited to read what people think about that. But I still haven't. I've read like the first half of one. I was like, actually, I can see some things here, so I'm just going to leave this to the side until I finish my book. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, and then I'll I'll read it all because it was quite fun. Should mm -hmm. we stop talking about writing and books and talk about yeah. the thing we're actually supposed to talk about? Oh yeah, it's like Star Trek and. Fast and Fast Furious Seven. I actually don't know what the name of that movie is. Should we start there? Because that was a negative, wasn't it? You didn't like. Awful. You did not like Fast and Furious Seven. I loved it. Here's the plot of Fast and Furious Seven. <laughs> we we need to catch a hitman. Yeah. Who's coming after us? The way we're going to do that is we're going to try and get this device that can search room anywhere on the planet. While we're doing this, the hitman will find us six or seven times. <laughs> yes. We will then get that device which we will use to track down the hitman, that time it will fail, and then we will realise, actually, we'll just make him come to us. Mm -hmm. The hitman is also not the lead the lead villain in the film. For That's some fucking me. reason! Why? It's really weird. It, that, that's the thing, going back to it, that, like, I was the most... I did... 
I just I didn't remember that he was such a small part of the film because his intros are mate. They the opening with him in the hospital is genuinely Great. fucking fun. Like, that's Nothing just beyond that. You time. Yeah, he gets and, his ass handed to him by the Rock, and he just go, oh, he's not really a threat. Like mm. and that's it. I mean, the, I mean, admittedly, just wrestling shout out. Two wrestling shout outs in this one. The, the the move the Rock uses to put him through the table is called the Rock Bottom. That's one of the Rock's <laughs> finishing moves. Awesome. So that is a wrestling shout out. Also, Ronda Rousey makes an appearance in this film. She does. Who's ex UFC now works at the WWE. I was going to say I thought she was UFC, but she's she's now a wrestler, is she? Yes, she moved over, and I think she's a bit more of a special attraction sort of wrestler. They wheel out. I don't. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know. Um, she's a better wrestler than she is actress. And <laughs> she's not a very good wrestler. <laughs> that <laughs> but is, that's too many of us. Um, yeah, no, I, it's weird. It's a weird it's a weird movie in that it doesn't feel it feels like it's it feels like it's working around the fact that it has to have Jason Statham in it rather than like embracing and celebrating the embracing fact that Jason bit, Statham yeah. is fucking jaws. It should be it should be like dual. That mm. film should have been dual. They've got to trek across America. Their cars get written off, so they've got to like do other modes of transport and constantly be stealing things to survive. Meanwhile, yeah. the same Jathan Statham big muscle engine car is always chasing them, and they keep pushing it away, and it keeps coming back. It's, it should be like fucking Duel or that game with the spider train, which I assume is like that, because... You see the game? What was that <laughs> game called? Choo Choo Charles! That was it. No idea what you're talking about. No. Oh my god, Google Choo Choo Charles. Oh no, I have. I've seen videos of it. It's like go. a horror thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Horror spider know. train chase thing. I don't fucking know. But it, it, I assume that's just constantly chasing you around the place. And that's what it should have felt like. Because Jason Statham in that opening scene is a fucking threat. Like he's, uh, you know, he's like, ah, oh, look at all this shit I've done. And then he's like, look how cool I am. Hacking into the wherever the rock works for. FBI, CIA, rock.com. I don't know. Um, and then, and then, and then... He just gets his ass handed to him, has to panically escape, and then he isn't really a threat. And also there's another guy who I don't even think gets named. Mm-hmm. Does the other bad guy get a name? He briefly does, yeah. It's, um... what What's the name of the actor? Is it Digimon? Absolutely. Digimon? It's, I'm pronouncing... I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Let me look it up. I, I think you Jimon. did. I think, it's, I, think, I think it's... It's like, Digimon. It's, I think it's Shimon. I, I, let me have a look. Oh, I'm going to okay. feel terrible if I don't do this right. I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it wrong. Shimon Hounsau. I'm butchering. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's great. And he's um he's in so many bloody things. Like, that guy's yes. prolific. Yeah. Um, also, one of your foreshadowings paid off. Uh, you said uh, in the last episode that there'd be some kind of Mr. Nobody in this film. Did you remember did that you said that? that? You did no. say that. <laughs> You did. You said there'd be some kind of nobody, Mister Nobody, in this film, and you were and you were spot on. Did I say that? Okay, you totally fair did. We we say a lot of shit. I'm not even listening. Mm. Fair yeah, it's, yeah, it's got, got it's it. got some fun ideas in it. I think. Um, no, disagree. Strong disagree. I don't think it has any ideas in it. I I hate it. Like I, I cannot stress enough that I watched that film going. You don't like crossed... the you don't like the parachuting cars for the ridiculousness no. of it. Okay. I. Don't like that because it's dumb, dumb, not smart, dumb. I like smart, dumb. I like we have to steal a truck. Uh oh, a tank's come out of the truck because mm. it crashes through the thing, and I'm like, that's that's smart, dumb. That's dumb, but it's smart because fuck it, that will work. But the fact that that guy is, you know, they will parachute out, and then this guy's like, I'm gonna stay in the plane for five minutes, and then drives out, 
and then lands on the exact same small stretch of road that they've all landed on infuriates me, Mike. Yeah. You know, all that scene needed, right, for me, was a close-up of some some thing going, what? activating, and the parachute tilting, and then the car going left to say, look, we're actually p- controlling where these cars are landing. Like, that's... Mm. I just needed that. I needed that. Like, oh, the editing and directing was awful in this film. Like... It, well, you've spotted there that they changed directors. That's where that comes from. Did Okay, that explains a lot. I was about to say, what was Justin Lin on? Because there was definitely a... A like, different movie. It... A different yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, he's, when he was he's, Star gone, Trek? he's gone for a bit now. Um, oh. No, I don't think so. 2015? No. He's he's going to be away for a little while, and we're gonna we're gonna push through. Um, but okay. this is definitely the low point. This is definitely the low point. Um, yeah, because I mean, it's the scene where he go a funeral happens, and he drives his car off because he sees Thingy's car, and he's like, Ugh. and then he mm. like pulls up. Horrible CGI Vin Diesel pulls up, and then there's like shots of like kind of growling at each other, looking. But there's no establishing shot to show where these two fucking cars are. No. And everything even had no establishing shots, so I didn't know the geography, or 400 establishing shots, so I got bored. <clears throat> yeah. They were like, we could, we could, we could show you what's going on and the landscape of things, or we could zoom in on an ass for a bit, and we'll just, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually going to look up the director, because I, I don't know what else he's done. James Wan, um, I don't know thing. if I... I don't know if he's done much in the West. Oh, oh, no, he's done loads. Oh, he's he's the guy who directed the original Saw. Oh, this guy must be loaded. He's done Saw, he did The Conjuring, he did Insidious. Oh, this oh, guy okay. has all the royalties. He did surely Aquaman. Their films... Wait, surely, sorry, one of the only horror films seen the original Saw. Surely that is a film that has a lot of establishing shots. <laughs> And understands that so. the geography is a necessary thing. You would think so, but yeah, no. This guy's this guy's done some business. This guy's he's directed some movies. Um, he also directed this piece of shit that he did not know how to direct action at all. I liked his. I liked the fact that he thought a scene was more interesting if he was sprinting in a circle around whatever was happening as fast as possible. And as furiously as possible. Yeah. And as furiously as possible, correct, yes. Nobody was that furious in this film, I'll be honest. It was quite sedate. Um, we never got our hum death scene. Like, we've seen him blow up about four different types. We saw him literally in the post-credits last, episode, last movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we never got the reaction to that scene. We just got mm. Vin Diesel now knows he's dead. Well, because he goes to it. Tokyo Drift and he, he meets with Tokyo Drift guy. Yeah, but there was no scene before he went to Tokyo Drift where he'd go, oh, I, uh, I'm i sad now. No. There's no punching a wall. There's no, like, the house gets blown up and then he gets a text of, oh my god, Han's been killed. And then he does, it like, just a... feels no! like a very in-between movie. It feels like it's... Um... Yeah, it feels like one of those movies that happens... Between between films, like you don't get much of that emotional payoff. The film assumes you're already sad that Han's dead, so it doesn't feel yeah. the need to linger on that for you. It's it's weird that the because like the first rule of drama is it's not about what happens, it's about how people react <coughs> to it. Yeah, that's that's how drama is formed. It's it's not that 
if they kill a character off, the, the character's death isn't the emotional moment. It's how people react to it. That's that's what really sells an emotional death. If you think of any emotional death that broke your heart, it will be how people reacted to it. Yeah. That's 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 how they do apart from that one guy in Kong with the grenades, Skull Island, which is the best, coolest uh, uh, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you have seen Kong Island, Skull Island, whatever it's called? I have, yeah, yeah. When that guy gets the grenades out and he's doing the dramatic I'm gonna get eaten and blow up thing and the, the, the lizard just like twats him into a mountain and explodes yeah. in the distance. Fucking great. Um but yeah, like there's, yeah, there's a lot of just, like, uh, we never really saw, when Han gets killed off in Tokyo Drift, we'd never seen anything with Vin Diesel. It's the reveal that, oh, he had a big history of Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's now here to do some stuff about that. And then we finally catch up with this. Um, we never find out that he's, there's never a moment when he's been killed. Like, it's never Vin going, no, I will get revenge. I will kill Jason Statham. It's just in one scene, he's like, yeah, hand die. Hmm, what are you going to do? Mm. And they never had that payoff. Yeah, and he did go to Tokyo and he had one scene with the fucking 53-year-old, 20-year-old <laughs> with this Australian accent. I, I cheered when I saw him. He's my favourite character. I love him. It, uh, just sort of there. It's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a dumb I mean, he's film. the character who basically saved this franchise. Yeah, like, and he's relegated to cameo appearance. and mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Wait, so is Justin Lin directing the new one that's about to come out? No. No, Justin no. Lin comes back uh, for one more movie, basically. I assume one nine? Point. Because I don't think he's back for the next one. Is it? Wait, when does Hobbs and Shaw happen? Is that next? Because we've got Hobbs and Shaw in play now. Yeah, so it's not next. So our next ones will be The Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth okay. movie. And then we will... And then we'll do uh, Hobbs and Shaw, but we're going to have some. There's going to be some politics in Fate of the Furious that's going to lead to some interesting changes to the franchise. Because oh. uh, because it's not a franchise that really stays still. This is, of course, the last one with Paul Walker in. Um, yeah, CG for an astonishing amount of movie. Yeah, there's a lot How, of um, there's a yeah. lot you miss. There's some really egregious stuff, but there's actually some really good because Weta did it. There's a lot yeah. of the movie that you would assume he's that's actually photography that he's he is CG for yeah. quite a lot of that film. Um, I I think they handled his departure well in the final moment. I don't think character wise they handled it well. Um, no, but that is not something that you can fix really. No, no, um, they did they did but they did. I, I just looked up on the on the Wikipedia. They did eight weeks of reshoots. Basically, to add and tweet and tweet, yeah. and it does make me wonder if maybe, for example, maybe maybe Statham had more of an arc with him or something, and they kind of removed a lot of that to make way for the kind of becoming a dad plot arc for him. Well, because his which whole I, which his, I think his, is the thing they added was kind of that him wrestling with that. I think that wasn't in the the film before. Well, that that was the bit I think I, I thought would have been in there before because that was the bit that had the biggest hole in it because it was. Uh... His plot, his arc was, I don't want to be doing this being a dad thing. I want to be out and fucking bullet dodging. And then he goes, to, drives a car through three buildings in the air. And then he go, and then, and then Vin Diesel goes, oh, do you still miss the bullets? And he's like, yeah, this was fucking great. And you can see it in his eyes. He's like, I'm having a great fucking time. And then the yeah. next scene that he's in, he's like, he's calling up his fucking wife being like, nah, I'm done with this shit. And there's no moment of like change for the character that just didn't have mm. that. 
and so they just yeah I mean like he, they... he, it was so the weird thing was like he did he died like while they were shooting so he could I don't know I don't know I, I imagine they could have maybe there was something I don't know we'll never know I suppose um, yeah but yeah it was definitely I wish I wish they had done the CG one right at the end that was my big um, the big one I didn't like I wish the car had pulled up. And I wish uh, Toretto had spoken to him, but I wish we didn't see him. Mm. I, I'd like that to have been a... That would have been their farewell. I like the cast splitting off. I thought that was really nicely done. And that sort of, you know, going to the view. But I think I wish it was just him talking to himself because you don't then know if he goes back because he says, it's never goodbye, you know, but it is. And he's making that choice to say goodbye. And it's almost him wrestling with his internal conscience, but also serves for a... Uh, a, a send off for the fans, but actually showing him with that CGI that didn't quite work was, mm. um, yeah, yeah. It definitely you're like, yeah. But you've edited this from like a fucking disaster happening halfway through, so fair enough. I'm not gonna hate on that bit too much. I'm just gonna hate on all the dumb, stupid parts. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a helicopter firing missiles into buildings and has launched a drone into buildings in fucking San Francisco. Oh, sorry, LA. How far away are the military planes? About half an hour away. That's Why? Right. It's America. You launch a drone, it'll be fucking shot down. You launch a paper airplane, a fucking F-35 will fly past and bomb the fucking thing. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just, that was, there was quite a lot of like, yeah. A lot of dumb decisions. I don't know why they brought that other character in. And it couldn't just be you're being chased by the fucking boogeyman in Jason Statham. It just it felt like I was. This was the one I was the most excited going into. I think. Yeah. Because I was, re I was like, here we go, right? This is. I've seen Jason Statham punch things in films loads. I like Jason Statham punching things in films. There's two things you really want. You want Jason Statham to talk and Jason Statham to punch things, and they had Jason Statham in the distance with a sniper rifle missing all the time. Hmm. <coughs> and don't really use his fighting that much. I mean, the the, yeah. the fight with the Rock is relatively interesting. The Vin Diesel one—it's clearly editing around the fact that Vin Diesel is not, you know, a martial arts guy. Yeah, or tall. <laughs> that edit, I forgot there was that edit in the last the last one. Oh, the weird like the perspective get, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so obvious because the Rock's like size it off. <laughs> You're like, oh god. It's a lot of egos bouncing around. A lot of egos bouncing around in these films. Yeah, I think set piece wise, this was the least interesting film as well. There was a car chase where a big thing couldn't slow down, so they had to jump between cars, which we've seen a thousand mm. fucking times. But this time made even less sense. Um, somehow, uh, dri driving the car off the cliff as the big get out was the worst thing I've ever seen. We're gonna we're gonna escape from this thing. How are we gonna do it? Just gonna drive the car off the cliff. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Just just gonna turn around and drive the car off of the cliff, and it'll <laughs> be fine. We're gonna give you a helmet, but Vin Diesel's cool, so he doesn't need a helmet. He'll be fine. And then yeah, I mean that scene, that they had the perfect getaway for that, right? Because here's what I thought was gonna happen. He does the yeah. smoke screen. Does the smoke screen. And there's a roar, and the fucking smoke all gets billowed away as the plane comes back really low with a hook that just grabs onto the car, and she's like, ah! 
Scooby-Doo's like, I'm cool. And the car then gets pulled back into the plane, and that's how they get away. Because all that was set up. But they didn't do that, so... <laughs> they just drove off a cliff and crashed loads, and they were like, all right. <laughs> Fuck it. That'll end that scene. <laughs> yep. That'll end that scene. That was thing, it was dumb-dumb, not smart-dumb. Yeah. If he'd... If he had gone, he drove off that cliff and then fires a second parachute that he had, but it was like a reserve, so it wasn't as good, so it's a bit of a bumpy, crashy landing sort of thing. Great. Fucking great. But instead he just crashes. Mm. That's his smart get out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think about like future films. And if we're gonna if we're gonna if it's smart dumb or dumb dumb. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think No, I think they're smart dumb. I think they're smart, dumb. They're definitely better directed going forward. This is definitely the weakest. Let's think of some set pieces and put them in smart, dumb, or dumb, dumb. This is a new area of the podcast that I like to call smart, dumb, or dumb, dumb. Do the jingle, Mike. Some things are smart. Some things are dumb. Smart things are dumb, dumb, smart, dumb, smart. With Dad and Mike. (laughs) Wow, a Disney writer just like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, um, okay, so the, the scene where they're trying to steal petrol from that truck train, which then involves the truck exploding and crashing and spiraling towards them because there's a cliff that they don't want to fall off, even though we now know Vin Diesel is immortal when it comes to cliffs. Mm-hmm. That is smart dumb. Because the idea is dumb, but the execution is smart. Okay. It's like, the, the it not stopping. Yeah, the guy panicked. He's got a lizard on board he wants to look after. And then he bails out. Like, he understands he's smart enough to do that thing. But in mm-hmm. this film, when you've got that big military bus, right? Fucking Paul Walker's kicking open a, 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 a holding cell. Two feet from the guy driving the bus, who I'm pretty sure was armed. Like, why is that guy just still driving and being like, oh, okay. It's like, there's nothing, there's not even like a barrier or anything there. It's just like, yep, this is, this is, this is how this goes. It was, that was dumb, dumb. I'm like, no, why is that guy just not shooting at him? Why is he not shooting that guy? And then the bus is out of control. Why is it not like an automated fucking bus? Why the, why are you the way that you are? Why is it not a fucking in the back of a truck? <laughs> There's a big dividing thing. I don't know. Why do you have to hold down the button to make the miniguns fire? Why is that not an automatic system? Why are they at that one angle? Why are all the cars in this film bulletproof? They steal a car off the street and it'll be fucking bulletproof to a minigun. I had a lot of thoughts. They're coming across. Yeah. I like the smart dumb driving the car between buildings. Smart dumb. I like that. You know, trying to get the thing out. The initial plan of trying to steal it because Vin Diesel could just lift the car up. Smart dumb. Loved it. Good stuff. Mm. The reason they were there, I I can't even fucking remember. We need the thing. Oh, it's been MacGuffined. Ah, no. And then they have to (laughs) un-MacGuffin it. You know, the usual shit. Um, yeah. I quite like the character of uh, Mr. Nobody. I believe he said he was called. Yeah, Because he wasn't a baddie. Didn't betray anybody. Did his bit in the plot and fucked off. Um, like we, a lot of people. I, watching Kurt Russell get an extension to his house is fun. Always. Yeah. Always. 
I agree. Um, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful. Yeah, he was a wonderful addition. Mm. Hammed it up just right. Knew what kind of film he was in. Didn't play it like a car crash like uh, the other bag. I don't. I don't. I didn't understand. There's too many characters in this one, Mike. Too yep. many characters to to the point where a lot of the really interesting characters get absolutely sidelined and absolutely mm. ignored. I noticed that Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot and Han both got their names in the opening credits, but they only appear in picture form. Correct. Apparently, Gal Gadot was in it in a deleted scene. Oh, okay. But, um, also, did yeah. she survive then? Or is there a flashback thing? I Probably assume it was a flashback. I would assume it's a flashback. Yeah. I'm surprised. She, is, she is not in the series again. I'll put it that way. Do not wait. Gal Gadot literally was the last one she was in was like the year before uh, Batman v Superman came out. So that was literally like, I'm leaving this franchise to join this franchise kind of situation, I think. Well, she might be in the last one because that franchise is fucking dead now. (laughs) So she might. might I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if she came back. No. Yeah. Get a woo from the audience. Um, Hmm. uh, So, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. a lot of characters, all kind of... Even The Rock got fucking sidelined in this one. Mm. Just, you go and sit in a hotel room. But that that's a dumb, dumb moment, right? Here's a dumb, dumb moment. The Rock drives a, an ambulance off of a bridge to crash into a drone that is under the bridge he's in, flying out under the bridge that he doesn't know is there. He just does a... And drives off and crashes his ambulance and it hits the drone, right? Yeah. That was dumb, dumb. If he had got okay. like some sort of scanner that, where he could check and he could be like, oh my God, there's a drone underneath me. I'll... But he didn't even know what was going on. He didn't know who was what or whatever. That's stupid. That's that's dumb yeah. dumb. That's just irritating. That's just like... No, that's I, not I think I get moment. it now. Yeah, I think I get the, the difference. I, so I think we're... I think we got smart dumb coming up. Good. I think we're, in this, I would, I think we're smart dumb going forward. I would hope so. I would hope yeah. so. Vigorously. Because <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it's bits like that where you're just like that. It's a cool shot, but it doesn't make sense. It's undeserved explosions. That's what I'm going to call it. Undeserved explosions. You need to earn your unearned. Sorry, unearned explosions. You need to earn your explosions. Hmm. You gotta, you gotta set your explosions up. The Rock just driving randomly off of a bridge and incidentally hitting a drone is really weird. That's a scene that has because he's not in contact with anyone. He doesn't know what's going on, and for some reason he's got fucking seventh sense that detects when drones are under a bridge that he's about to drive over it and that really annoyed me that's when i i got pissy at the movie and i was like ah fuck this movie yeah i'm done with this and then he picked up a minigun and i was back in um (laughs) because that's smart dumb it's smart the rock picks up minigun because the the thing had a minigun and he just pulls it off and he can fire the minigun smart dumb great he's obtained that minigun for a good reason Mm. and then yeah just lots of yeah, I like I like the car going between the buildings. Though I thought that was fun. <laughs> it's the only way out. I like that Jason Statham just kept fucking finding them, even though their only quest was to find and kill Jason Statham, and he just keeps <laughs> popping up. And they're like, "Oh, how do we track this guy down?" I'm like, "I don't know. Just keep doing stuff." He has been at every single place you've ever got to. He's like he's like in Spelunky when you're on the level for too long and the fucking ghost turns up. That's where he was. You can't yeah. kill him at that point. You just you're like, "Oh, I gotta run away." But you had to then go and. Grenade him or something. Did he, oh, he survived, didn't he? They locked him away for to be Hobson Shored later on. Oh, or to yeah. pull him out and he'll become a good guy. The, I think that's the thing, right? If they 
they realise that any interesting bad guy they have, they're going to try and keep around for later films. Whereas any uninteresting bad... They need an uninteresting bad guy to beat and blow up. That's the that's, I, that's all they need. I, yeah, interestingly, I, some of what you just said makes sense for the rest of the franchise, and some of it doesn't. Um, for the better, I think. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I, I, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a dip in a, a set of films that most of which I have enjoyed. I'd say most. Yeah, not all. Okay. Definitely not all. Definitely not this one. It was stupid in bad ways. Um, what was the other set? I'm trying to think of the set pieces that were there. There was driving between buildings. Driving between buildings, parachuting just cars. Fun. Parachuting cars I didn't like just because I ha- I do have a theory though, and I texted it to you, which is oh, that aircraft this. aircraft in the Fast and Furious universe. I, they don't go forward very fast. Cars <laughs> go really fast, but aircraft actually travel really base. slow. Yeah. Yeah. So aircraft only go about two miles an hour, which gives yeah. you the, which lets you have scenes where the guy waits twenty minutes before he gets fucked out the plane and then lands on the side. Why did they need to parachute onto that road? There was like, it was like we will go here, we'll, we'll ambush him here. That's the hardest part to get to. It's still a road, right? If it's a road, surely that road is connected as shit. And their plan was just to drive up behind these fuckers. Not like land on them or near them. Like, ugh. just follow them. Just fucking follow them. Mm. Or set up a roadblock ahead of them at the place where you know they're going to be. It felt really weird that they did this big elaborate stupid fucking let's parachute down. It was an unearned explosion. That's what it was. That's what, yeah. Well, there's going to be some Except very earned explosions coming up. Um, Good. What are your predictions for what we're going to see next in the Fast and Furious franchise? Alright, next film. Uh, A a bad guy that is only in the opening scene in the movie Forget Exists uh, has built a a bomb and he's put it on a satellite in outer space. And what this bomb is going to do is it's going to slow down it's going to slow down the satellite and the satellite is going to fall and blow up the Corona factory. (laughs) <laughs> and Vin Diesel takes this as a personal, personal attack. Yep. So he has to go into space in the big climactic scenes, and they have a he has a fist fight on the on a on a car in space, and then he misses the bomb and it starts to fall. But then here comes the Rock in a plane, and the Rock's doing a fist fight on the wings of a plane, and he misses it, mm. and then like one of the characters just like like does a called jump on a car and catches it just before it hits the Corona factory. And the, all the Corona is saved. Wow. I'd watch that movie. I think that's, it's going to, yeah, it's it's called Too Fast, Too Corona. Mm. <laughs> the, the they, it's corona... been renamed in recent years. Renamed yeah, in recent years. It's, so Corona's a beer, not a disease, right? That's a, it's not a virus. That's a... I think we Probably cured it. Dan. We cured part. it. We cured it. I, uh, it's gone. I hear. I've been told it's gone. Yeah, there's no. It's gone now forever. We successfully got rid of Corona beer, which is they did one LGBT <coughs> thing and Vin Diesel and everybody threw it all away or something. Is that happening in America? They've like threatened to buy a lot factory. Yeah, so there was like one influencer video, and that caused everyone to get very very angry. I just like to. I know I'm just, you know, wasting everyone's time here talking for Picard and Phil for like two sport. hours. I'm aware that we do that, but I always feel like when people like throw all their beer away, I'm like, how how do you waste that much time? 
worrying about those things. It does seem like something that's a luxurious amount of time you must have on your hands, yes. Yeah, to, to, to worry about all of that shit. It just seems... I'm just... I'm baffled. I'm baffled, Mike, by the world. I'm baffled, mostly by America. I don't, I don't like to think about America anymore. I just... They're over there, and they're doing mm-hmm. their thing, and occasionally you can go visit and go to Disneyland. But then you come right on back, don't you? You just come right on back and everything... Good old Blighty. It's raining, but, you know, it's better, isn't it? We just we just pretend we're miserable. <laughs> I didn't it's, say it was the best. It's no. definitely worse than like ninety percent of Europe, but mm. it is better than America. Just I just, think I think you've just summarized the British uh in general really. itself in the world, yeah. And you know, we're we're worse than the Europeans, but at least we're better than America. I think that's a lot of British yeah. people I, I know have that sentiment. Yeah. And the Europeans yeah. would agree. And the Americans would disagree strongly. <laughs> I think they might. I think they might. And I think they might be right to disagree, but but there you go. I, I um, went when I went to America, when I went to LA, I was in um uh Anaheim, yeah, I was in Anaheim. Um, oh, and okay. The I was I was there for VidCon, but I gave up on VidCon and went to Disneyland. Um yeah. I just didn't like YouTubers back then. I should have spied that. Um, I'm not a big but, fan of them. I know what the wankers, isn't they? I, I, there was a woman in an elevator. This, this ruddy-faced, large woman, very strong American accent, and she spoke to me in the elevator, mm. like a, like a conversation. Yeah. Gee, gee what are you all here for? And I was like, I don't know how to talk in the box, the metal box. How do you do the? T-? Just lovely, absolutely fucking lovely, and everyone was really fucking lovely. Yeah. And I kind of. I just kind of, I'm like, where, where's it all hiding? Where's all the, where's all the, every, everyone I met, I met so many Americans on that, that thing, and they were all so fucking lovely. And I'm like, where, it just felt wrong. You know, I was like, I expected to go in, I mean, I shot twice, but it was, it was wrong in the, <laughs> I just, I remember just going, oh, that's, that's, my own prejudices have been questioned there. And then I remember it's a massively blue state and that's, you know. <laughs> the kind people apparently live. <laughs> Do you see that Texas has made it illegal for women to breathe? <laughs> I hadn't seen that, no. <laughs> yeah, not allowed. They have to have a man breathe into their lungs for them from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. And then you have to put down, there's a list. Everyone had to write their name on a list of who they were going to breathe down. And a lot of the Republicans yeah. picked school children, which I thought was really kind of them. <laughs> Very excited to be promoting my game right now. Um, <laughs> it's, uh... Uh, it's, it's fun in it to see what I can get away with with an actual professional who has a job that... What's great, right, <laughs> is before yeah. I could just ruin your career, right? But now I can uh-huh. ruin the path of the entire Tron franchise. And that is too much power for me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, you go to America more than I do. You then look nice people in there. I, I, I've got I've got many good American friends. Uh, I think they are. I think like anywhere, there are good people and bad people. I, that's, I think that's true of anywhere in the world. I, you know what? There are more. <laughs> such a statement you couldn't possibly disagree with. Go on. There are more bad people. 
mm-hmm. in other places. Yeah, I'd agree. There was That's there's not some what places. I said. There's That's definitely yeah, there's some parts of the world, Mike, where it's just a lot of worse people. Yeah, I agree with you there. Wink. We know what you're talking about there. That's, uh... <laughs> you know what's great is we record for four hours, but only two hours of source goes off. <laughs> this is it. This is the content. This is oh, the bit that gets through. Yeah. You can imagine the awful shit I say in the other bits. Nah, it's, it's, it really, it's just, I... I just was, uh, yeah, the, ho- the whole time I was in America, I was like, oh, I'm going to be shot, I'm going to be killed, everyone's going to be horrible, and with placards, and it was just mm. a bunch of really lovely people getting on with their lives. We were and in that, that makes you just a nice, a nice place. It's a magical yeah. place. Um, it is. Yeah. Disneyland's fucking incredible. I agree. I, I, I was talking <coughs> in the, to the, because the, I, I try to pay for everything with money. Mm. Uh, which I always find useful. Not thief. It's always, I've always said that about you. You don't steal things, yeah. Don't yeah. steal. Not much. No, hey, not you know that, Dan? You can totally trust him with uh, with, yeah. with uh, goods. Yeah. No don't one steal things, I've heard, heard that about not, you a lot of times. Yeah. Not stealing. Yeah, re- you got a reputation in the industry for being I only had a certain amount of money, and I went to the till with the certain amount of money that I could spend, and then the money mm. on the till was more expensive. Because they don't tell you how much everything costs. Which is oh, baffling. The tax on it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they went. Oh, and I was like, oh, but I did. And they were like, oh. And then the woman explained the American tax code to me for like ten minutes mm-hmm. in this really upbeat Disney way. Yeah. And I remember standing there going, I think this is peak America. I think yeah. what I'm experiencing because some people, you know, you got peak America is cowboys and yeehawing, and some people think peak America is some weird fucking shit. It's going on the moment. But I think Peak America was a Disney employee explaining to me why they were charging me more money than they said they were going to. <laughs> and it's not just Disney. Okay. That, is, that is how goods are sold in the US. I know, but the fact it was a Disney employee mm. made it, and the fact they were really nice about it. And I was like, this is this is amazing. This is one of those moments. I'm bizarrely, I don't know why I bought, but I remember the experience of buying it, which I think is so fucking strange. What does that ever happen? Um, and then I saw all the Iron Mans and I did a bit of a cry because I thought it was really cool. And I get overwhelmed when things are really cool. That's what I do. Wow, what an adult. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> See, that's the thing, right? When I'm telling the truth, right? I'll tell you about anything. Please. And sometimes it doesn't make me come out in sort of a light that's impressive or cool. And I... Uh, do you not get that? Do you never get like all weepy if something's really cool? That's just, I... it's just me. No, I, 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 I've been overwhelmed. I've been overwhelmed. I, I, I uh, actually, no, the last time I was, was actually at Disney, uh, Disney World. was yeah. going to do the whole Tron ride stuff and kind of getting to go in there before it's open and stuff. That was, that was amazing. That kind of blew me away. That felt incredible. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. I like, I like, if something's like so good, and well, yeah. it could be like a cool action scene and they go, it's fucking great. This, I love it. It's a weird, weird reaction. Weird reaction, mm. but I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think the last time. I think the first John Wick film really got me, which was bizarre. Have you seen the new one? No, not yet. I haven't seen the new one. I'm, I'm fucking forgot it was a thing because I've ADHD in cinemas. I'll just wait a week for it to come out on the internet where I can watch mm. it in comfort. It's, uh, it's, really it's good. always good to do that. It's really good. Good. I, uh, I yeah. hear nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Which is. That is great. Yeah, I'm annoyed that it's good. You worked on that as well. 
I gotta get an IP under my belt. What am I gonna write? What could be you, Tron and John Wick? All right, so you're going for like that sort of nerdy thirty-year-old, forty-year-old. What's 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 <laughs> I know, better I just than a nerdy thirty-year-old, forty-year-old? Yeah, it's, ah, shit. What's better than that? What's a bit better than a nerdy thirty, forty-year-old? Literally, anyone, anyone, literally anyone else on the planet is better than a nerdy thirty-four-year-old. No, I meant what's like a better IP. Fuck, they're all better. No, we're not better. We're better than them, mate. Everyone who listens, I know for a fact, right? Because they were talking yeah. to Rebecca's chat. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who don't watch Picard or serious films. That's they all bought and finished Tron Identity while they've been listening to this. Yeah, so, I hope so. Uh, you could, yeah, an hour and forty, probably speed run it. Um, you'd have to be good at the puzzles, though. I like that little that little Uno spinny fuck, little rotary phone Uno, as I called it. Mm. To myself, I don't have friends. Um, so that's what it is. You made Rotary Phone Uno, but it's kind of solitaire. You, did you play the Zaktronic Solitaire Collection? I've not. No, I need to. I I I, I love Zach's stuff. I need to play that. Do, do you feel sad that Zach's gone and has gone away forever? I I am a bit sad, but I I I I think I wouldn't be shocked if at some point reemerges with something. I don't know. I hope so. I hope yeah. so because I, I buy all like the physical releases of their stuff, so I've got like just ran all the all the feelies. I love a feely. <sighs> oh, okay. Here's a question. I don't know if you're gonna be able to answer it because there might be plans. But if right, if you could do right, this is this is dream. This isn't happening. Kotaku writer is falling asleep listening to this. Right, if you could have any anything, any extra bits and pieces of stuff, whatever, for your collector's oh. edition for Tron Identity. What would the collector's edition of Tron Identity look like? Crikey. I mean, I've you always must. wanted... I've always wanted an action figure of a character from one of my games, so I probably would go for that. Or like a you fully did... articulated... Oh, so sorry. I am an action figure already, uh, so it's a cool feeling. Um, oh, are you? Did you do one yeah. of those U- U2s? Or no, 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 no. Uh, Polybius Heist, we did some uh, Ashens. Did some, it was like, do you want to be an action figure? Because we've we've got this opportunity to make uh, Ashens and and the Cube uh, action figures oh, based on the film. On. No, uh, they, they're sold out. They're gone. They'll never be done again. It was such a very limited one-off thing. Oh, but I am now. a little Star Wars style action figure. Yes. Oh, have you got that on your shelf? I don't. It's not even in this room. <laughs> You've got Rebecca's got right? Rebecca. I got a few. Yeah, that was my parent. I did. They were like, well, "How much do you want for to sort for likenesses?" And I went, "Oh, I have five to ten figures." <laughs> and by that, I meant like just actual action figures, not money. We would have asked for ten figures. Oh, those are so fucking cool, though. Oh, I'm jealous yeah. of you. I don't want an action figure of me so much as one of my characters, but that's that's very cool. Arguably, that is one of my characters who I uh, you played brought, yeah, to, brought life, to life. Brought to life, shall we say? Brought to life uh, by the the power of cinema. Yeah, that's, that's strong amazing. power. <laughs> that's I uh, so yeah, cool. no, I I I think uh, I don't think there's going to be. I don't think I'm going to go the action figure route. But there is a, there is a a starship design in Paradox that I desperately want a model of. Desperately want a model of. A so, three sorry. Um, of one of my starship designs. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say much more else right now, but in Paradox, I've got a starship that I just desperately want. 
because it's, it's it's fucking for, cool, Mike. For, for, for a ship model, you could 100% do a... Um, get a commissioner 3D artist do a big 3D print of it, right? No. <laughs> I'll explain no? why afterwards. Oh, okay, perfectly. It's not that simple. Yeah. Uh... It's a bit fiddlier. I mean, there are some stuff I could... There are, there are ways of doing stuff, but there is an extra little twist to it that is uh, sort of what makes them interesting. Anyone gets that? Oh, my God. Off, off, that's an off-podcast topic. Mm. Like many, many topics. The amount of horrible shit that Mike has told me about Disney. Uh, there are... Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing this? Why would you? Why would you? Because I could be the man who killed Tron. I can, I can thrive where Master Computer failed. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Speaking of Master Computer, uh, Picard. Yeah. Uh, forgot about I was, right. I was trying to segue to Picard. I was right about everything. You're right was... that it was the Borg. I'm so disappointed that I got the... Uh, I found it out in a, via a YouTube fucking... I had the whole thing spoiled via Twitter images. And, uh, yeah. Stupid fucking algorithms. What have they ever done for us, Mike? Well, I'm just... It's because it's I watch it with Carrie, so we have to wait for the weekend to watch it because she's... Because of her work hours. And, yeah. uh... These ones leaked yeah. early. Well, this was... Well, I didn't even need... No, I was I was spoiled by, like, the people working on the show just kind of, you know, a uh, few days after <laughs> release sharing stuff. Which is totally reasonable, and no, no, do not begrudge them at all. But yeah, yeah, um, Bastards. but yeah, no, it's good. I think to be honest, it's it's testament to how good it is that even though I had so I, the things I'd had spoiled going in were I knew they end up on the Enterprise, although of course they were going to end up on the Enterprise. Yeah, I knew I knew the Borg thing, um, which was just like yeah, yeah I'm right. Um, and I, I was just hoping I, it was the Par Wraiths. And I, I knew, hoping. and I knew the, um, I knew Shaw died. Um, oh. and I, was, I loved how they did it because I was genuinely just I, given that I knew those things I was like oh, okay so he's going to have his retribution on the Borg he's going to take out Billion Borg because they fucked with him and he's going to have his revenge and be the hero and they didn't do that It's a, like no a completely... he saved a Borg he yeah. saved a Borg that was what was key to that scene is he yep. did it to save a Borg but a small death you know what I mean like I loved that yeah. I loved it was just kind of a little but Here's something you may not have seen. Uh, he didn't die. Section 31 took him off and have brought him back to life and he's going to get a spin-off show. That's what I hope. In my head, he's not uh, dead. He's all fine. Lovely. I he think given him how him. popular he was, I wouldn't be shocked if they did some did some Star Trek. He called a seven of nine. I mean, he had to. We all knew it was going a bloody time. Yeah. But like, of course, it was... But yeah. his, his worst nightmare came true with the Borg returning. And then, yeah. Do you think the big Borg ships hiding in uh, Jupiter, in the in the eye of the storm, because then it's it can it can be contacting all of the all of the ships and doing oh, that's communication and stuff. Because mm. then it's in the because I was like because it's in that big red storm and I was like, oh, how cool would it be if that was like in Jupiter and just hiding? Well, it's nearby as well, isn't it? They all travel to it pretty quickly, so I think yeah, that makes sense. Equal space for it to hide. I, I'm not mm. pissed it was the Borg. I'm just like, uh, again, with the Borg, with three. But I know it's Picard. And it feels like with the, the first two were like, remember Lacunas, remember this. This one's actually like... Honestly, I don't want to take points away because the first two series were shit. Right? And they were they were poo. 
They were poo poo poo, and we don't like to think about them. And so this is ah, oh, it's the Borg. They've not been seen for a generation. Fuck it. Despite the fact that one turned up literally last month and took over a bunch of ships and fired at a big space laser, you know, it's fair enough. Well, yeah, yeah, we're not going to think about that either. I forgot that was a point. Um, we've got we did we got the Queen. It was the same voice as the as what's a face from the, from last season. Well, that was going to be my question: was that Krieger or was that the uh, the, the actress from the second season? It was the one it from the like second Krieger season, I believe. I thought it was the second season one. Because unfortunately, but she again, she away, was, hasn't she? Yeah, but she was course. so fucking good. I wouldn't be able to tell the two apart, really, because she was incredible mm. in that role. I'm gonna have a quick um, look. But I wonder if that's why they're not showing her face just yet. Although I, I did, I thought she sounded like Alice Krieger. I did, but um, I had a, a what an incredible reveal if it's Janeway, and they've they've <laughs> taken Janeway over first because of course you would. That's the Borg fucking murderer. You take out Janeway first and use Janeway as the new Lakitas to sort of take everything I down. I have looked up who the voice actor is who's doing that voice. Would you like to know or would you like it to remain a mystery to you? Let me know. Uh, it's Alice Krieger. Oh, good. That makes sense. We also, Which actually, is also we explain why they're doing that. Because I, I said, I was watching yeah. Karen and I was like, they're just doing the voice because she's refusing to do the makeup again. And fair play. Yeah. Absolutely fair enough. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I totally would. <laughs> I could just be out like a board queen. Do it now. Do it every day. Um, yeah, I. we also had it with the return of the actual good ship's computer voice. Uh, Major Barrett, yes. Yes, which is using old lines, which is uh, why they refer to Picard yeah. as Captain Picard. But, but beautifully put away. Oh, the, seeing that beautiful bridge again. And it's brightness. They did how... a beautiful job. Yeah, it's lovely. It's one for one. Like, literally, like, I'm a, you know, the, the fucking nerds like me that are pouring over it. I'm just going, like, hands up to you. You built this again. Like, the, the, there's slight variations and changes. Like, Elkars is no longer, like, a light behind a panel. <laughs> you know, sure. actual you got to do that. Though. you got to do and that. And all, all the lights came on, like, you know, yeah. like rainfall and i'm like yeah that's fucking great that just that just brings it back to life a little bit you know i did notice i'd i'd missed it but i noticed in the credits this time that they that it is akuda mike akuda is back that's why the ui in this season looks so good oh, is okay. akuda who did the the l cars system originally is yeah. uh is properly back um that explains why it's just it's been consistent and lovely and not all floaty bullshit Mm. It's been readable. I think that's the difference between the floaty bullshit. It's, it's, it's quite readable, but it looks like there's a lot more going on. I think that was the, the success of Elcast, was they'll have a big screeny bit with a spinning whatever fuck, yeah. asteroid or whatever, and they'll go, this is the problem. But all around it was other buttons that did shit. And then when they yeah. do the new ones, it's like, here's the problem. And it's just like a perfect 3D model floating with like a, like numbers flicking up at the bottom. And you're like, what are those numbers? Mean? Like, guess, yeah, I think you just... It doesn't. It doesn't feel the great thing for me. The thing that felt great about Alcars is it's believable. Star Trek's the core genius of Star Trek is it is an absolutely fantastical, nonsensical sci-fi world that somehow has the trappings of like hard sci-fi and makes you feel it's real. That's yeah. the that's the thing it pulls off perfectly. And I think just, um, just through consistency, the Elcars does that though. It makes it look like a boring interface you'd use at work. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't, it feels like, oh yeah, this feels utilitarian. This feels like a logical system you'd use. And, you know, and then, and then obviously good looking on top of that, but like, it's, it feels real and it feels like a real thing you would yeah interact with. So I like that. I like that a lot. My only issue with that scene is when they all move into the the thing and their outfits just look so dark and dismal and boring. And mm. you're like, oh, yeah, you really need to get some colour back in your Starfleet because that is just, you know, it's just clashing a little bit. I want it to, I want it to look bright. Also, interestingly, Geordi has refreshed it to the TV show days, not the movie days. It's definitely, mm. Geordi's a fan of when it was in the TV show. I don't know how he knew like it was a TV show movie split. Um, but Geordi rebuilding the Enterprise D is perfect. Perfect. It makes perfect sense. And I love the little moment of them all looking at Worf about what did he do to the Enterprise E. That's oh, great. We're never going to find out and it's going to be like we're fucking Grimmer at the end out. of Series 8 of Red Dwarf. I love it's it just... I love it. Like, I'm a big fan of that. I love, I love big gaps in the lore like that. Because yeah. you know there'll be a really good novel at some point that tries to explain it. Yeah. We got the first on-screen look at the Enterprise F. I was going to say your beloved. Appeared. My beloved Enterprise F. It's a beautiful looking ship. With the little gaps by around the, the, the deflector dish and everything. I just love that design. I love that it really kept its Star Trek Online roots. There were a lot of Star Trek Online liveries in the Starfleet uh, thing. Which I thought was really... Just because these are the people who have been keeping this franchise alive. It's, it's so respectful it feels. That's intriguing to me. Like, obviously, as someone who's who works on a franchise, I'm, I'd be fascinated. I'd be fascinated to know how that how those conversations happened. Yeah, and that's really interesting because it's you know it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a good thing for a franchise. I think to pull in the good ideas from elsewhere. So yeah, and, really uh, cool. it was a, and of it was course a the captain, design. the captain as well. Brilliant idea, lovely captain Beautiful. admiral, admiral. Captain... Sorry, admiral. Yeah. But she got her wish. She got her wish, Dan. To be shot in the chest by the bug. No, <laughs> to be to be a to be in the chair. To be in the chair, Dan. She got a wish to be in the chair of a ship that's being decommissioned. That's the last flight of the Enterprise F. It's being decommissioned. Did you not take that? I took that as an implication that she had been the captain. I I why well, see I don't know. Admirals do their own thing. That's fair. <laughs> Admirals and stuff. I mean, half of them are the fucking Romulan spies. The other half are changelings. Some of them are Borgs. So at this point, there's no fucking humans left. Um, well, yeah, the only I, humans left are all the old people you remember from the past and love. Can I make a pitch? This Let's is my this. real stupid idea for the ending. As we approach hour two, hour three, yeah. sorry. It's just about to start. Let's do it. Let's do a pitch. Here's the pitch for the ending of this series. Just on Starfleet bullshit, right? The Enterprise yeah. F is being decommissioned anyway. It gets blown up. Enterprise F being blown up by the Enterprise D because fuck you, nostalgia. Uh, yeah. But then they rechristen the Enterprise D as it's been rebuilt, the Enterprise G. And the Enterprise G is the fat one again, flying off into the distance. That's not going to happen. <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't be shocked if Enterprise F needs a new crew. Well, they've said they're decommissioning the fucking ship. It's been written down on the show that it's being decommissioned. So, like, 
It was one so of the news articles that popped up. Well, they're yeah, going to do a refit, this... aren't they? They're going to do a refit. Well, it's like always that. a refit, but is it even a refit? I don't know. They're just saying it's being a de- early decommissioned is what it was getting. So maybe it's just oh, okay. got a fault or something. Maybe it's full of Borg technology. It's got a dodgy indicator. I, I tell you what, though, right? They're setting up yeah. for a really interesting show where the the young lot kill off all the oldies, wipe out all the all the boomers, get blown up, saving the day. I don't think it's going to happen because the next generation crew, I assume, are all fine. They they get blown up, saving the day. Um, and what's left? And I mean, honestly, even if they don't get blown up, like the majority of like the amorality have been killed slash wiped out. Which means yeah. once we, you know, deborg everyone using Seven's magic nanoprobes or whatever the fuck they're going to do, um, yeah. something that's been established that I've not been paying attention to, um, once order is restored, you've then got a really, really, really young Starfleet. Everyone's under the age of 25 yeah. who now have to rebuild from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And so they can make a very different Starfleet. And so the next series could be that sort of very different Starfleet getting sort of... That's interesting. How does you know? How does that go about? How do you do? Um, you know, how do you maintain relationships with the Klingons when everyone the Klingons spoke to and respected is dead, and you've got a guy who's trying to make his name for himself as a, as an admiral at the age of fucking twenty six? Uh, you know, doesn't know how to handle the situation. You know, I think that's a that's that's an interesting idea they they've got potentially that they could set up and go into. But then again, Star Trek mm. does that all the fucking time and ignores it, so. That's why you get double yeah. shit in it. It'll be interesting to see. I, I I don't know if this it doesn't feel like this needs necessarily to have I don't know if they're planning this to have a future. Or if they went in planning this to have a future. I imagine given how successful it is, those conversations are taking place. But like if you think about what, what the shows uh... are right now, you've got like Discovery in this far flung future, you've got you know, Strange New Worlds is, you know, back in the day and it's going to slowly but surely introduce all the characters you know and love. You've got Prodigy, Lower Decks, Prodigy, which is doing its own thing. Prodigy, Prodigy well, doing low, its own thing. Lower Decks like, is like 10 years before Picard or something like that? 20 years? Yeah, my, I earlier. guess my point is you don't need to... It, it doesn't feel like this was designed with them thinking, okay, we're now establishing, like, the the 90s verse as the present day of star trek like this feels like something that they can basically that i'm sure they were planning to kind of finish this show off and then stay away from that period of star trek for another decade i imagine that's changing now that like you know this is doing well, so the well the success of clicking. lower decks and the series yeah. of Picard. there's definitely well, a got... sense of like oh they're going to totally do a you know a cisco show or a janeway show or they're going to do you know the continuing adventures of this period like this this period it's interesting i think for a long time the star trek franchise did we talk about this on the last episode like it's been assumed that you know root star trek was kirk and i think what what this is showing yeah. is no there's most people watching star trek now who are older most of the older audience for star trek the 90s trek is their is their kind of their route I mean, um, I I genuinely believe they're going to want to have a show for each era. Sure. So I think we're going to have makes Strange sense, New it? Worlds original series. We're going to have a... Uh, uh, the, the Starfleet show is going to be set in Discovery's time, like the future time. See, that's the thing that makes me think they're not going to do the whole everyone in Starfleet is young now, because that's kind of what they are doing with Discovery. It's like a new federation, right? Hey, that's true, I feel, yeah. I feel like they wouldn't double that up. 
Um, yeah. Well, they, they, I think they'll they'll give us another this era because I mean this era is is mm. has got a, a big advantage over the super future era in that this era is a lot cheaper to film because you don't need to have you could just have like uh, a command console doesn't need to have floating fucking lights doesn't need to have projected screens it doesn't need to have like nanobots that pop out of the thing you know it becomes an expensive show to make if it's in this super far future. Whereas you could definitely cut back on the CGI in a 90s era. Which for me is like, the timeline of Star Trek is basically, Picard is at like the forefront of it. I know Discovery is pissing about in the future, but I don't really count that. Because it's mm. like, it feels very separate. And for me it feels like yeah. the Star Trek franchise is, this is like the forefront of it. This is where it is at the moment. And they're telling story, they're telling three separate stories around this era right now. Like they were doing with, you know, Deep Space Nine and, and, and Voyager, etc. So it definitely feels like they're gunning for this bit being the bit that carries on. Because mm. this is sort of where the next bit is. I mean, they could do like the next, next generation. It could be, you know, and just have, you know, the ongoing adventures of the Enterprise G. Maybe maybe this show is here to set up the Enterprise G. They want a brand new Enterprise and they were like, well, can we just decommission the F in this one? Because fans really like the F and we've not seen it on screen yet. Um, you know, let's send that one off and then we'll give you a brand new Enterprise. To, yeah. to play about with and you know the name enterprise and you go out and you go and you know this this whatever new world whatever change they want to make that makes it a new exciting world you know have have for the first star trek show the features between you know they start being able to jump between different galaxies you know mm. aliens come along that give them tech that makes them go to a different galaxy and then you've got star trek andromeda or something you know you, whatever the fuck you want to do you know, just just a different sort of galaxy exploration show. You know, there's loads of options you can go through and ways you can push Star Trek. Because brilliantly, the, the thing Discovery did really well was they killed all of Starfleet off, and that annoyed me when I first thought of it. But then I went, what you've done there is you just basically put, and in a, a thousand years' time, there's a big reboot. And so it doesn't actually matter what you do now because it won't contradict what comes later because there's a big reboot. You know, there's a reset button that gets pushed with the the blip or whatever the fuck it was called. What was it? The burn. That was it. You know, that was a big reset button push for everybody in the Star Trek universe. So whatever you change now isn't going to affect that. Yeah. And I can see why they did that. So I mm. figure that that's going to be like the weird future stuff. And that's going to kind of be... I don't know. I think that's more difficult to write as well. Because if it, you write, it's a bigger, broader canvas for sure, which can be a nightmare. You write humans five hundred years in the future, and you've got this, you know, this utopia where they've started to work together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You start going like a thousand years in the future, and you're like going, "Well, would they be very different at this point?" If you've been doing the utopia thing for five hundred extra years, like mm -hmm. that's the base human. I mean, like the distance between us and Shakespeare is like, you know, you to fucking Picard. I don't yeah. know why Shakespeare existed. 1700s? Would be way longer than fucking hell. I don't, when the fuck? 1600s? 1600s <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something along there. I, I, just, I just feel like the, the future of the franchise is to carry on with the... Turn the 90s into the new stuff. Because that's where Star Trek just ended. That's, that's why it's... The, you know, that's where it was... The, why this story works is because that's kind of what, what Star Trek has been building up to. Is this sort of yeah. last this little episode here. So it's kind of, it's weird going it into needs, the last episodes. I think what I'd like to see is, a, is an establishment of a new status quo. I think that's, 
I think yeah. this still feels now we're getting to the rest of the fleet. There is a little bit of like, oh, this feels it feels like the fleet doesn't exist. I don't, I don't have the sense I did with like old Star Trek where it felt like a cohesive universe that existed when the story wasn't being told. Yeah. I mean, this, it doesn't quite manage. It still has a little bit of that kind of, okay, all of this exists because of this story. Like it doesn't have yeah. that sense of like uh, routine or structure. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's a really, it's something that I think is part of what that kind of, that that nineties trek did really well. It's um I mentioned before I'm listening to the audiobook which is really good of the, the Janeway autobiography and the 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 kind of the forward for that references like this whole like you know, life on the Voyager on Voyager was pretty dull, but you know, every couple of weeks something something big happened. I yeah. like that kind of that really was how the show felt. I don't maybe that was just because I was a kid, but it felt like you were watching like little moments from you know, a thing that existed and it goes back to why the Elkars in space was so nice. It just, it, it felt real. And I think this yeah. doesn't quite have that because we've not had those quiet moments. I don't know how this fleet works or, or what's been yeah, going I mean, on in the we gaps. Just, we get one story in all of these locations yeah. is the problem. It's not like, you know, a, a, yeah, I want to get a, settled. a series of Star Trek is a year. You know, yeah. you can sort of map a series to a year. And even if it's only 10 episodes, like Strange New Worlds felt like a cohesive universe. Exactly. Because it was yeah. lots no, of little individual right. bits. Whereas yeah. this just feels like one big Next Generation movie. Which I'm not knocking, because this is the best one. <laughs> By far. I mean, when the D turned on, all its lights came on, and it flew out in that beautiful shot, I'm like, oh, this is the motion picture for me. Yeah. I, I, I wanted those 40 minutes of the Enterprise leaving Dock, you know. Um, I love that it's still got the scuff marks on the front of the of the saucer section. That's I pretty fun. That. That's fun. That's fun. It's I, I do you, okay. Here's the here's the main gamble. I think we're gonna have for next time though, because you know it could go anyway. But here is a question that I think is quite fifty fifty. Right? Do you mm. think we're gonna see a saucer separation? I I don't think they're gonna have time, are they? You think? Uh, if you want to. I did. If you've got two things for them to do, you can keep them all in the same ship, but also have them, you know, doing different things. Maybe I. I'm honestly expecting. I'm expecting a battle, and I'm expecting it to be. I'm honestly expecting the D to like show up, do some fighting, and then so I, I'm not expecting them to take too long. I. I actually. I mean, I'll tell you what I am expecting is I'm thinking. Although no, they established that none of the other shops ship survival. I was genuinely expecting like the final battle to be like Worf on the Defy and Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. The ending Data was on be, the Excelsior. Yeah, I think we, that's that's gone now, isn't it? That we that was the might thing. get a little bit of Janeway on the Voyager B, but maybe mm. not. Maybe we'll get yeah. Tuvok. I don't know. Are, are we going to see like Klingons coming to us to save us? A bit of a. I, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think this show is that big. Prodigy, I think it's, it's going to be a, a face-off. I think we're going to have a face-off. Father and son, Locutus Mark II versus Picard. And, yeah, well, uh, Vox. His name is Vox. Oh, is that what we're? The, is that the name? Okay. Yeah, that's what. It's the voice, or right. Locutus is the voice, and he's the mouth, or something, or the other way around. I can't remember. It's Latin for yeah, mouth. Yeah, so there, there, we're going to see a face off there. 
I think Picard's going to die. That's my big prediction. No. Do you not think so? I no. think so. I, I think, I think... Are we forgetting Kirk too easily? Would they be that daft? I, I don't think we're going to see Kirk now. I think Kirk's you don't think that's like the, the last five minutes Kirk shows up on the Enterprise B and fucking saves the day? No, no. right? No. I'd love it's it. It's Picard's no. show. I, I think Picard dies. I think it's going to be Picard sacrifices for the next generation of Starfleet. Finally is the father that he always wanted to be or always should have been. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think goes in there, big battle, lots of firepower, gets pointed at them. Uh, Picard gets in top contact with Vox and he's like, son, listen to me. Oh, words, words, thoughts, feelings. Picard's speech to bring us home. And then mm. the targeting things stop. What are you doing? And all the nanoprobes start to leave. I am Borg. I think Jack dies. I think Jack sacrificed himself for his dad. Interesting. I don't narratively think that's what they've been building towards. I'd be surprised by that. I'd be surprised by that. Everything yeah. in the story is, is has been talking about like how Picard's not done his duty or or been there for his son. It feels like the narratively satisfying closure to that is that he steps up and I mean, yeah, but the, the fact is he's fucking died already this season, and that's gonna really yeah, no, but like for I mean, real this you know, time, like for real, for real. And also, no take Patrick back Stewart's got to be ready to be done. Yeah, but I don't. I don't be. think. I think what they, I think the end of this series is, I don't, uh, if I was right, I'd you think it's like a, a happy thing if they go off into the sunset on their lovely. Oh, trip. I genuinely, yeah, I think we're going to get the TNG yeah. crew on the Enterprise D, and they're like, okay, bring the ships back, and they're like, mm, first no. star to the right and on till morning yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we got we got on sunglasses. Five miles to Chicago. Someone uh, someone pops five. out the poker set on the bridge. They start playing poker as the ship flies yeah. off. Data I, plays I do, a violin. Yeah. <laughs> I like Data with it's his everything. little bits of emotion. It's wonderful. Oh, I it's hope perfect. he died quickly. No, it's great. That's apparently that was. Um, I think I saw someone saying that was improv. Fucking great improv <laughs> if, it's, if it is. No, Brent Brent Spiner right. is genuinely, I think, one of the best. Physical uh, comedy actors. Stop, he's a, he's, he's a mind. Yeah, yeah, just one of the best. Um, yeah, I know. I, th- I think we're going to get the happy ending. Everyone sails away to do. They're like, let's go and explore the stars a little bit. We're yeah. going to need a crew. Oh, I've got an idea for a crew. Uh. Um, and then I, I, well, I genuinely. Okay, here's another one. What, Picard saved the day, doing a big speech to everybody. Does he call them the next generation? <laughs> the next generation. You are the next generation. Oh, the next generation. And yes. Oh god, you 100%. 100%. I thought we were the next generation, but we were no, merely voyagers. And as we traveled into deep space, nine of us realized. Yeah. Enterprise. <laughs> Been a long road. <laughs> Getting from there to here. That's my, that is, that is a joke in our household is whenever there's like a fade to black that feels like it would be a commercial break or the start or the end of the, uh, the cold open, I do start singing. It's been a long road. Going from there to here. <laughs> that is a joke I've been milking for a good five years at this point, And I, I love it. 
No intention of stopping as well. That's the right one. Never, never. Now I've said it on the podcast as well. Now it's it's bedded in. I, I gotta keep going. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like we're just gonna we'll tie it up in a bow of you know it's it's a whole relationships with family thing and Jack's gonna yeah. break out and save the day. Oh, Maybe this is the theme. The this process. is the theme of the podcast, Dan. We're a family oh. podcast. We are. It's a all family about family. Well, what was the family in your game? Well. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? We'll see. I mean, we'll see maybe I had, a, I had an ending that could, you know, be the start of sort of a family, but uh, I decapitated a lot of people by accident. That's a lot of bad things happened, Mike. A lot of bad things happened on the grid when I was in charge, Mike. My character was like, hey, I don't like to interfere. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm going to interfere a lot. And then by the end of the game, I was like, you know what I shouldn't have done? Shouldn't have interfered as much. Should have made those choices. But you do. You get forced into it because that's uh, good game design. Making you make difficult decisions. Hey, you know how you don't have like a time limit when you have to make a decision? Mm. Thanks for that. Genuinely. I fucking hate when people don't let you think about shit. I know it might be a tense scene oh, or whatever. I don't, yeah, oh, I've never done that. I, I, I mean, that I, there are tech... I can see why you would do it in a game with like lots of animation. Like, technically, I can see why you would have to. Um, but no, I, I think it was honestly, it's something that was locked in, like, with Subsurface Circular, because that one, that last decision in Subsurface Circular, I just remember seeing so many people saying, like, I took 20 minutes to make that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't want to, I don't want to get in the way of that, because that seems like that's a, a valuable and interesting thing to give the player space to do. I think there's a few decisions in this game that are similarly kind of okay, okay. Fork in the yeah, road. There, what am I going to do? There here? was you know, there was yeah. one that really, yeah, there was one that made me, the one that made me gasp. I thought I'd got it right, and I had not. <laughs> I had mm. really not. And I sent you a, a screenshot with the, with a caption "fucking balls." <laughs> and I like to think that that was helpful to you to make you go, oh, it's, it is good because he's engaged. Engage. Mm. Oh, that fucking last Picard engage. Incredible. Oh. No age at all in that. Just full there on back at Picard. Someone put up a comparison because he, he did that in like the first series of Picard as well. And yeah. it's so much more sincere and solid like the first is an actor who's been asked to say engage in a bad tv show and the second yeah. one is picard and it's yeah. just like if you yeah genuinely go and find that clip because it is it's just so with one word the difference in how that character is being performed is fascinating yeah his his home on board is lovely perfect enterprise d that they better not blow up because it's the best ship mm. although it did fly past the actual best ship which is the nx01 refit but we're not, we're not gonna talk about that we're not going to get into my tastes. What's your favourite ship? <sighs> it's between... So I love, I love, 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 love... Um, I don't actually know the name of the class. The uh, the Excelsior. The Excelsior? Well, the, the same as the Enterprise B. Yeah, I can't recall what the name of the class is. Uh, is I've literally class? got... I've this literally... Up. I mean, there's the Excelsior... Class. <laughs> oh shit! Hang on, wait! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Let me think. I'm gonna look this up. Don't tell me. Let me think. Oh, part of me says it is an Excelsior class, but I that think would you might mean... be right. 
because because they normally kind of do that thing <laughs> yeah, yeah it is it's an excelsior class so, hey! between, so between me for me it's between the excelsior class and controversially sovereign class and frizy oh that is controversial a lot of people don't like that shit, but I, I yeah, think because I think to be honest, the main reason is because first contact hit at the exact moment where like teenage Mike was like, Oh, it's this gritty, cool version of Star Trek. I love this. Um yeah. so I think that's probably got more to do with it than actual quality. Just gonna um, send you a picture of the one of the two biggest ships in my collection. Man. Just gonna send you that man. <clears throat> Text me a uh, audience. So I'm can... receiving a WhatsApp from Dan here. Let me have a look. <laughs> My phone is in sleep mode because it's still an American time. Ah. Oh, that's 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 a thing of beauty. Yeah, as an Excelsior can... class ship. It's it's specifically the Enterprise B because if you look at the front, you can see the little bit of damage from when a couple oh. blown up. That's a little smear <laughs> where Kirk died, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That is, if um, my shelves had... were not full of every released Tron toy ever, I would uh, <laughs> pick up one of those. I have three big ships. I used to have four. One of them was the Sovereign class, but I did give that one away. Oh, that's not true. I also had original series one, which I gave away as well. But I, I have, on the other side, I've got the Galaxy class Dreadnought, and in the middle I've got a Klingon Bird of Prey, because they're cool ships. Mm. But no, that so those are that was forty pounds, and it plays sound effects from the film and lights up. And if you get good cheap shit, I'm pre-owned on eBay, man. That's how I get. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Scaring eBay for retro Star Trek plates. <laughs> I um, I'm I need to get uh, I need to get the uh, one a couple of those little my uh Polly Pocket style. Star Trek ships, oh, which are now, got- which are which are a joke in the red letter media Star Trek Picard YouTube now, which is Wait, basically covering a lot of the same ground. Yeah, there, there's. I've no signed up to watch media, it until we've some, done all these. There's some <laughs> parallel thinking happening because they have literally done jokes about the Star Trek plates and uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, that yeah the the Polly Pockets. The inner space thing, which yes. I did since that podcast, I did actually find an eBay seller who was selling a few that I didn't have. So I have mm. increased my. I only have two that, from that range that I don't have now. I managed to get uh, a, uh, a, a, a a original series shuttle with the minifigures of Kirk and I think Sky or Bones. I can't remember, but it's it's the it's the only one they did for the original series, and I, I finally managed to track that down. I still can't mm. get hold of the Defiant. Fucking impossible. Because I only buy them for cheap prices, you see. I'm not going to spend more than, like, 30 quid on it. If that, really. I got those last three for 20. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd love to collect. I've got the fucking Mighty Maxes. Oh, love a Mighty Max. Oh, my God. Please tell me you remember Mighty Max. Oh, I love Mighty Max. I was obsessed with Mighty Max. I've got... I had so many of those as a kid. I even liked the Mighty Max cartoon they made that was rubbish. Uh, yeah, you don't remember that. I do. I remember there being a wizard in it. There was a little wizard owl thing. Was it a wizard or was it just he was like a wise little owl thing? I remember. I remember there being an animated thing. I remember there was like two hours twenty into the podcast. Everyone, we are currently googling 
There's like a, an owl thing and like a barbarian bloke, wasn't there? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Looking it up. I swear there was a wizard. Oh, no, I'm thinking there was a Where's Wally animated thing. I do remember the, uh, this. I have not seen much of this, though, because it was, yeah. I I remember I had a Mighty tape Max. which I recorded like the first like five or six episodes off the TV onto. And that was my Mad Max tape. I think I watched it on a loop. <laughs> obsessed with that. <laughs> Yeah, because when did that come out? Ninety three. So yeah, I would yeah. have been yeah, I would have been like nine years old by the time I, I made four. it to the UK. Yeah, four, I had yeah. so many Mighty Maxes. For for years, Mighty Max was like the the toy. Basically, Lego Lego was like the big toy that I got for Christmases and birthdays. But I remember Mighty Max because I think they were priced really reasonably. I remember yeah. that being like the one I got a lot of as a like as christmas presents because they were like i think they're relatively affordable weren't they yeah um i mean i got them from charity shops because i was a few years behind you and they'd just been thrown away by that point so i got like the models in charity shops that never had the fucking figures in them oh my that was enough for me god these are expensive yeah there's the other problem and my mum's of like my my mum my might get a nice holiday out of this. I think she's got like 20 <laughs> of these in a box. And I've got all the expensive ones, the ones I had, because that must have been, I guess that was the year I was a kid. My God. So I'm now going to tell you uh, what I charge for uh, reviewing your game and letting you know that it was fine before it came out. Uh, it's about the same as a box of Mighty Maxes. So oh, if there's any, uh, you can just send me the box. I'll, I'll totally sell them and not keep them and make a lovely display out of them. No, this is this is this is. Yeah, my mum's getting a good holiday out of this. I need to I need to call <laughs> her and get get her to put these on eBay because yeah, wow. Because I was like I was sitting here, I was nostalgic. I was like, oh, for a fiver, I'll get like an old Mighty Max. I'd like to see one. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> like this yeah. one. What's the one that's like a hundred quid that I definitely owned? Yeah, the um, there's, there's like a big side, there's skull. Like a Borg skull thing. Yeah, that I, <laughs> with the with the like walkie-talkie stuck out of its ear. Yeah, that that I had because it was Borg, so I liked it even more. I remember there was that I had a, I remember getting the big skull mountain. That was the one. Is it? Skull I had the, there was like a drag. There was like a big dragon island playset thing. I had that was like my main Christmas present one year. Oh, I need to find out. If you if you know, by the way, people, of any cool things that were like that scale, because I believe they did some Godzilla ones at one point. Because that's huh. like amazing. Little Godzilla place that you can smash the buildings over. Fucking 10 out of 10, right? If you know of mm. any brands that ever did those, let me know in the comments. That's the thing I want to know, because I love little things like that. I love my Star Trek Inner Spaces. I managed to get a, a, someone was on eBay saying like a bag of Polly Pockets. So like it's just some houses and shit, and it's like a fiver. Um, mm. I know it was a bit more than that, um, but it was it was it was not a huge amount of money. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that off your hands. You know, fuck it, great birthday present, immaculate condition, original Polly Pockets, all the figures, everything. Fucking hell! I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a bargain. Yeah, it's just unlocked a massive part of my brain because I. I bloody love these. Um, oh shit! There's, I uh, there's... also owned more than I realised. I've oh, I owned the Snakey Boy because I've still got it, and that was it. That was the the Skull Master Megahead. I had that one, I yeah. think, with the big Skull Master. Yes, with the, it didn't have those bits because I got him pre-owned, so he had bits missing. <laughs> Dragon Eye, Dragon Island, I had that was the big one I remember having. 
Let's have a look at um, Dragon Island. Let's have a look. Oh, that's fucking cool. Everything should be like in this scale. It's the best scale. Stuff. Yeah. This Why is a great a... podcast we do about um, <laughs> Star Trek and Fast and Furious. <laughs> so we basically took that Tron of miniatures in this episode. <laughs> this is we're, we're just cool guys. Yeah, that Dragon Island I absolutely loved. I think I... yeah, like I said, I need to I need to find out if my mum no my mum she's probably put them in car boot sale for like a five uh, ten years ago. <laughs> um, but if she's still got these, she needs to sell them. Yeah, and if you're anything like me, they'll be fucking fantastic, Nick. Oh, I, was, somebody... yeah, I looked after yeah. myself as a kid for sure. Nice. Yeah, you just you got to played with it, them. but like definitely looked after it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got so many toys from when I was a kid still around. On display, my favorite ones. Like, if they were something I loved and keep loving. On display, you go. Complete set of Robot Wars pullbacks. That's what I got. Love them a bit. Yeah. Probably not worth anything. Don't care. Worth a lot to me, innit? In my museum of all the things I like, called my house. <laughs> <laughs> With my controller that everyone hates. That I just keep seeing there because it's bright blue and reds and greens and... Customize the controller, Mike. People are being saying it's controversial. Customize the controller. Yeah, I did a, I did a, I did. Can you a, send I'll me send a picture of this. I can't remember. I might have done. If I haven't, I'll send, send you one now. Send me a picture. I, my, um, my thingy. We are just now. Dies. We just record our hangout every Sunday. That's all this podcast is. It's literally, all we do. Two blokes sat on eBay looking at children's toys from their kids, sending photos to each other. Right. So. Oh, that's horrible, man. What were you no! thinking? No! Why does nobody like it? It's gorgeous! You pressed every button on that website. That's amazing. I, it's, it took me ages to get it just right. Uh, you know what? It, it's fun. It's fun. I'll give you that. It looks It looks like a there fun toy. Look. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's fun. What it's uh, Xbox there? Elite Series 2. A comparison combined to my oh, broken one. I just, it yeah, was no, cheaper to get one made than to buy one with all the bits because they don't come with all the bits. And I was like, well, I'm going to get one designed. And I hate <clears> black <throat> controllers and white controllers. I want color in my life. Mm. So I figured I'd send a, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, hey, I wonder like how you could incorporate the, the, the multicolored buttons into the design. And then I thought, oh, this is looking pretty good. What if I added mm. a little bit of purple to it? <laughs> my issue is I have always... Um... Because game development, you just you just acquire dev kits and controllers and stuff. So I've got probably like ten Xbox controllers in my house. <laughs> so so they just lose all magic. You know what I mean? They're just like they're yeah. just everywhere kind of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just you just so it's less exciting. I'm just looking at your snake, my Max now. Oh, it's good in it. Oh. I don't think I ever had that one. I think that's one I wanted but didn't have. So good. Or did I? I don't know. I think I had a snake. I just don't think I had that snake. Was there, the orange, there more than one snake. Mighty Max snake? Yeah, I'm wondering. Probably, yeah. Design. There probably was. I definitely had all the dinosaur ones because I remember the little Velociraptor that was in that and I loved it. I thought you meant the, the Jim Henson horror show that was dinosaurs. I think we brought that oh, up on no. multiple yeah. podcasts. That was, you just open it in existential dread in a small figure. Um, what was the. the, the uh, I'm Googling stuff now. <laughs> I want to see if there was a there was like the actually no what's the best way of searching for like a playset and then the word nineties Godzilla playset nineties there it is <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, there's like a Godzilla head that you can you sort of fold open and it's got like a city in it and you have a little Godzilla that can knock it over. Dear God, that this was a wonderful era. Mike this was Max, a wonderful Mike era. Max is sixty pounds. That's a yeah. I love little. We talked about these little playsets before because I said you should get the Tron ones where you fold the arcade out and you got the little thing. They're doing them for the new Mario film. There are micro scale playsets. The unfortunate thing is they are shit. <laughs> They're really bad. Because it unfolds into nothing. It's just a box that unfolds and it's got pictures on it. Mm. With like maybe a pipe. And I'm like, no, it needs to have so much detail. Because like a Mighty Max, if you don't know, is molded so beautifully. Like there's a, if there's a skeleton on the floor, it'll be molded into the plastic. Yeah, and bits and it's will, just... like stick out. So like in the dinosaur one, I remember the, the, the box is like, it's like a triceratops. And one of its yeah. horns is like a volcano inside that pokes yeah. out. You know what I mean? It's that kind of... That was the beauty of them, was kind of that intricate... That's what I loved as a kid. That's the same reason I loved Transformers as a kid. Like, just... Yeah. I never best. I never got into Transformers. I oh, I, I got, got very into in Transformers, yeah. I still I still pick one up every now and again. I love those. I say, I'm not... I, I can't... I'll just fiddle with it and all its legs <laughs> will fall off. That's my... Uh... Well, I had I had the weird experience um, in uh, at the launch for the uh, for the ride. I got to, I walked in. I went into the the shop is wasn't open at the time, but the like the yeah. merch shop for Tron, and just walking into a shop that sold just basically a big shop that just sold Tron toys and merch <laughs> was just the best. The oh, fact I that Bruce saw... Box Lightner was in there at the same time as me added to the surrealness <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I saw that there was a. Like a f- customizable figure thing that makes sounds and music when it's I can't remember. I think it was a yeah. You Disney can like thing. put your face into it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it it plays the theme song from like Legacy as it's coming up, and it's like duh, duh, and you're like, oh, it's so cool, yeah. so cool. I need to, I need to go back because they weren't selling any other stuff when I was there, and I really I need a few of those items because it's good yeah. stuff. It's good merch. Why don't we get? Mighty Max and Polly Pocket size things anymore. Well, Polly Pocket still has gone back to the small size, so which I'm happy about. And some of them oh, are quite nice. Yeah, it, it did for a while. It went much bigger, but then it's gone kind of smaller. It's back to small. Although they've got like adhesive feet instead of having the holes for you to stand in places, which is just fucking oh, doesn't odd. work. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really work. Um, but I just, I just, I want to have that sort of. I want a playset to come out that's this massive heap of plastic fucking Tracy Island motherfucker and you fold it open and it's a full interior and all the good shit's there and I'd buy that in a heartbeat man 120 notes mm. yep done <laughs> 200 quid yeah probably wouldn't think about that as long as I should <laughs> it's about, oh. toys, I will continue to pass toys, on your ideas to uh, to various companies please please do because we need more like tiny scale things in the world amen Tired now, isn't it? Yeah, should we it's, it's should we call it a night? One. Do you reckon? Anything else you want to add? Apart from the, it's this has been two and a half hours, and if you are, you know, are really good at an Uno puzzle, you'll probably be able to be getting near the end of Mike's game by now. So if you thought that this was a, wasn't a waste of your time, consider picking up Tron Identity, available now on Steam and Switch. Price? Yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm it really proud of it. I think it came it came came together well, and it's. Uh... Yeah, it's the start of something exciting. I think it's cool. the only person I found on the internet didn't like it uh, compared it to porn games. So read into that what you 
Oh, you will. I just want to play these porn games with amazing puzzles. I, I need some. I, I need some tips. I'd love a triple A porn game. That would be just like a big open world porn pornography mm. game. I, I just I felt like you know it's an untapped market. Pun very much intended, but it is. It really I don't know. It just America did she prudishness and then start making some like you know GTA but with tits. Call me. I've got all these ideas, Mike. I've no, you're. Got, yeah, wish, you're, you're. I wish people actually, I, would just pay me for ideas. You know. Yeah. 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 One day I will. One day I will. But I get them for free for two and a half hours every Sunday. So <laughs> like. It's, yeah. This uh, is like this is the demo. This, this ain't the good stuff. <laughs> this is just the tease. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No fair play. Anyway, I've got to go on eBay now for uh, undisclosed reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to buy a box of Mike's Mighty Maxes off of him before. I I will. I'm I'm getting them all put up on eBay. That's that's going to be a fortune. That is, yeah, yeah. Oh, on that note, buy Mike's game. See you next week for the end of Picard's storyline in Star Trek. I suppose. Yeah. Definitely not Rikers. Definitely not Rikers. No. Riker will be forever. I mean, Frank, Riker's death will be the most surprising. Let's not think about that because he's not going to die anymore. I love Jonathan Franks. Uh, fuck it. Bye, Bye. everyone.